Before we talk to T-Bird today, as we're going to dial up Anthony Robinson from Survivor Fiji, it's the start of a brand new month, the month of April, and it's a great time to become a patron of Rob Has a Podcast. In addition to supporting great content like talking with T-Bird, you get access to our patron community on Facebook and Discord. You'll hear two additional RHAP shows in our patron podcast feed, including our patron feedback show about each week of the Top 40 Countdown and the Patron 5 for 5 with my wife, the First Lady of Podcasting, Nicole Sesternino, of course, uh, discounts on RHAP merch and so many other benefits. But in starting this month, I want to take the time to get to know all of our new patrons. We have a very special orientation meet and greet coming up the last week of the month. So if you want even more out of your RHAP experience, head on over to robinswebsite.com slash patron for more information. That's robinswebsite.com slash patron. If you stay here and listen, your life will never be the same. We're talking with T-Bird now And this T-Bird you cannot change Oh, this T-Bird you cannot change And things might get pretty strange Yes, that's right, talking with T-Bird is a bad here during Survivor Fiji Week here on Rob Has a Podcast. Got a great conversation uh, coming up with Anthony Robinson from Survivor Fiji. Uh, what you voted the 28th best season of Survivor. And here we are with the woman that finds all the survivors, our own expert witness locator. It's Teresa T. Bird Cooper. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Anthony Robinson date. He's never been on RHAP. So this is a treat. Yes. This is a yes, special he treat. He has uh, never been with us yet on the podcast. So uh, here he comes. Boom. <laughs> and after talking, uh, Anthony's got a lot, a lot, a lot of interesting things to say. And after talking to some of his castmates, he is so loved. And it's funny how you see your his personality on the show compared to talking to him. Not always one of the same. He he was quiet on the show, not necessarily quiet outside of the show. So he's going to be a lot of fun today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much looking forward to uh, seeing him or hearing him on the podcast today, uh, especially after watching his uh, season. T-Bert, um, you know, I was getting a lot of great feedback from people about our Dawn podcast uh, that we did. I believe it was, uh, was it only last week that we talked to Dawn? It was last week. Oh, my gosh. Rob. I sent you a message, a text message, sometime a few days ago, and I said, I don't even know what I said. I said something like this. It was just really neat that Dawn had come off social media, and she actually sent me a message like a couple of days ago and said that she had to reactivate her account, and she did that, you know, after talk with us, and the feedback and yeah, the I was surprised. comments... I know it. Because she famously deleted her account during Caramon. Yeah. Yes. And she she actually said, after talking with us, she reactivated it. And the comments and the love and the support she has gotten, I mean, it's so so heartwarming for me to read it and to hear 
to see her reaction to the fans and all the love she's getting, it's like, it just feels mm-hmm. really good. It's just really good. So, yeah. So, spectacular. So, if you haven't listened to Don Meehan, I mean, and I think Anthony will probably touch on this today because he got uh, a situation also where he was kind of, I don't know, I hate to say the word, well, I guess if it fits, he was, you know, bullied, maybe some mm-hmm. on his show. And so, to hear sure. these players talk about, you know, what they go through during the show and how it affects them and how it affects them after the show. And and Dawn's story is certainly really touching as and yeah. Anthony's Anthony's is too. So and perfect. T Bird, I just want to give you uh the credit for that because that uh I got this feedback about talking with T Bird where that uh and I wish I could re- remember uh who said it to me, but talking with T Bird is a celebration of these guests that we have on the show. And it's because uh, you make it so special. And it's such a great experience for the guests. Oh, that, that, that makes my heart smile. Just is, I love it. I love it. it and yeah. Rob, when I because I usually only just it, make it a great experience for the listeners. Yeah. Well, I just think they take so much time to come on. So you're right. It's nice to celebrate them and how they've touched others and all the cool, neat things they've done in their life. So, you know, Dawn is one of those that it, like I said, just seeing the comments from people and the support she's gotten. And I know Mm -hmm. how that makes her feel after everything she went through. It's just feels really really good so i'm so glad i'm here doing this with you thank you so much for having me and that's why we're a good team because i I, i'm just so focused on the people at home and making sure that they have the best experience because i i I don't always uh put the guests uh you know give them uh their priority well i don't know if that's true but but we are good we are a good team absolutely Mm -hmm. definitely and i love it all right it's 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 not it's not work it's this is it's fun we have fun Okay. It's All fine. right. So uh, we're going to get to Anthony in just a moment. But first, let me take a moment to thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at Legacy Box. Of course, uh, Legacy Box is the super simple mail-in service that you can have all your videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, pictures, all digitally preserved on a thumb drive, DVD, or even in the cloud. T-Bird, you know, every family has great memories. And of course, that we have these uh, precious recordings of them. But sometimes we have no ways to access these recordings. Uh, Maybe we have a phone now. Sure, we have all these, uh, everything that happens, uh, we're recording it. But things that happened uh, all these years ago, we might have our favorite memories caught on film or videotape. And we don't have a VCR or projector or the wire or any of these things to be able to play them. But now you can rescue those old memories with the help of Legacy Box. Keep these irreplaceable moments forever. Of course, that uh, I gave my mom the gift of Legacy Box a couple of years ago for Christmas. Uh, we had a bunch of tapes digitized and she loves it. She puts them on. It's just great to hear voices that you haven't heard in a long time. And it is such a thoughtful gift that you could give either to somebody or to do for your own family. T-Bird, do you have a, a stack of tapes at your house? Oh, yes, absolutely. And so, Rob, this is a great time that you just mentioned that you did this for your mom because Mother's Day is coming up oh, in yeah. a few weeks. So if you go ahead and pull those tapes out, what a great, great 
gift that your moms and dads will love. I mean, it's yeah. perfect. Not to mention spring cleaning if you have like a rack of tapes uh, next to the entertainment unit but no longer have a working VCR. It's a great idea for this time of year. Also, Legacy Box, it's a way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. They process everything from start to finish and make it so easy. You pack and send. They digitize by hand and you get your precious memories saved for future generations. Get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud, ready to watch, share, and enjoy. And everything is digitized by hand at their secure eight-acre digitizing campus. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos and has helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve their past. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the family and begin the trip down memory lane. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Rob to get an incredible 40% off your first order. Buy today to take advantage of this exclusive offer. Send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Rob and save 40% while supplies last. And T-Bird, let's bring in Anthony. So take it away. All right, here we go. We would see our guest today on Season 14, Survivor Fiji. The tribes were not divided by ethnicity as the season prior, Cook Islands had been. But our guest would say that, quote, there was an all-black alliance starting on day two. We were trying to protect each other without being too obvious about it and yet still play our own individual games. I like to think that it worked, end quote. Yes, I actually think it did work. It would be the first time the final three were all African-Americans, Cassandra, Dreams, and Earl. Our guest grew up in Compton, California and describes himself as friendly, dorky, and intelligent. Castmate Gary Strateski, a.k.a. Papa Smurf, Describes him as genuine, thoughtful, and friendly. Dreams told me he is very quiet. I will add, he may be quiet, but his beautiful, playful smile with a touch of mischief tells a different story. He is smart and bright with a Bachelor of Arts in American Studies from Yale University to back it up. Much like his other castmates, he was recruited for the show at 32 years old. He did, however, know the important parts of the game that some players never figure out. Don't be a leader and don't share that you are in possession of an immunity idol. He would have a challenging start and be a member of the have-nots with only a pot and a machete. The social part of the game would prove brutal. Quote, I often wonder if these people like me, end quote. Unfortunately, a tribe swap would not help him. He would continue to be intimidated by the, quote, masculine men who targeted him, saying he was the weakest player physically. On day 16, he would be voted out and become one of the special seven. He held the title of lasting more days of all Survivor players who were eliminated without winning a challenge, not including Reem. He is now a husband and father of two boys, age 7 and 12. He coaches middle school track and cross country. He has changed careers since the show and gone into film and TV. His good friend, Earl Cole, told me that Anthony is a good person, dad, and friend. He will be a big-time director one day. I believe in him. Like so many players experience the exhaustion of having very little sleep, once he was voted off, he would go through something similar to stages of grief, And after 14 years, he says he occasionally wakes up during the night, startled with the feelings of PTSD 
and Stockholm Syndrome mixed. But don't think this means he does not want his second chance. He most certainly does. He has some unfinished business that more than anyone else, he has to prove to himself. And making his first appearance on RHAP, I introduce the awesome Anthony Robinson. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for that that warm, warm welcome. Hi, T-Bird. How you doing, Rob? How you guys doing? Doing great. How are you? I mean, I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm uh, hanging in there and it's been a, it's been a crazy time. Um, yeah, so, uh, doing good. Yeah, certainly. Well, this is, you know, uh, such a great time to get to talk to you. Of course, that we, uh, just rewatched Survivor Fiji for the all time countdown. And we're, uh, telling you that, uh, so did you see it was, uh, in the, in the countdown, uh, 28th and I was apologizing and you said, Oh, that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, we, you know, up until recently, we were like the most hated season. Um, I mean, that's, that's the sense that I got from everybody. Everybody hated our season. They hated it when we were on, they hated it when we got off. And, and then, you know, the last few years, I've been hating on it until, uh, you know, pretty much until the last few seasons. So mm-hmm. it's neat to hear that they were now ranked so much higher now. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's kind of lovely. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how high it goes over the next couple of years. And Rob, tell him the award he got, the Kelly Wentworth Award, that the, his fan, the fans voted for him, because that's so cool! Yes, and we asked our listeners to vote for who is the deserving uh, Kelly Wentworth Award of Best Pre-Merge Person from the Season, and you oh, were the winner. Wow! Yes. wow. Well, th- thank you. That? Yes! Th- thank you very much, everybody. That That's really cool, dude. That, that's surprising and very cool. Yeah. I'm delighted uh, yeah, to hear that. That is very cool. Very cool. Are you still watching? Yeah, I still watch. I, I almost walked away from it doing Blood versus Water because um, that that actually that was painful to watch. Um, what you know, what part of it? all these people? Um, pretty much watching people that have become friends and extended family. Yeah, eat each other and get hated on and just you know and, and you know like just watching like like Laura right. So you know it's like. Like I'm friends with, you know, I, I'm friends with Rupert, you yeah. know, I, I met him early on and, you know, met his wife early on. She's a wonderful woman. And just to kind of watch how people tore into her, it was like, I can't watch this, mm-hmm. you know, watching people, you know, uh, turn to, uh, uh, to, you know, Arison's brother. It's just like, I, I, you know, it's just, they're, they're all friends. And, um, you know, we're this weird, big, goofy, extended family, this, you know, this weird fraternity, mm-hmm. um, that we're in. And when you've met people and you've hung out and it just, you know, it gets, it gets weird. <laughs> it gets weird watching, you know, family members play, um, you know, a game that is brutal. And, you know, for us alumni, you know, it's something that, you know, we're, we we know what we're getting into when we get into it, mm-hmm. get back into it. Yeah. And, you know, to watch family members who kind of understand now fully understand and to have them go through the exact same thing, but it's worse in some ways. Cause you know, they, it's they have a rough idea of what's coming but they you know they're not ready for it yeah that's uh very interesting to uh hear you talk about that because i know how involved you are with with games and gaming uh and specifically like immersive games and so that it's i think it's like a a a very interesting part of your personality that like uh you love this stuff but also like it is uh painful to have like you know some of these like experiences play out in these games yeah i mean like i 
like you say, I, I do immersive theater and um, I, I mean, that's a big part of what I've been doing the last few years. Can you explain uh, what that is? Um, the short versions, never, a sh- never a short version. The, the easiest version, we're all fans of a certain age now. Okay. So mm-hmm. if I say Star Trek to you, most of all your listeners probably know what I'm talking about. If I say Star Trek Next Generation or, you know, uh, Deep Space Nine or, you know, even the new stuff, like you guys know what I'm talking about. So if I say the holodeck, yes, most people will get it. T-Bird, you know the holodeck? You know the holodeck? Now, no, I, I was right there with you until you said that. I, 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 no, I don't. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So, so for those of you of a certain age... Are you going like, to tell me? Are you going to no, tell me I, what well, it is? I, well, well, I will. Well, the, hol- the holodeck, for those of you guys who, who are only Star Wars fans, um, I'm sure my nerd here, and that's okay, uh, for the, the holodeck is... A place in Star Trek in the in the later generations of Star Trek universe where they literally had holograms that using force field technology would feel and look and sound real, um, like you were actually interacting with real people, but it was computer generated. Uh, we can't do that yet. The closest thing we can do is murder mysteries. Uh, if you've ever done a murder mystery dinner or you mm-hmm. know about those things, um, the closest thing that I can describe what immersive theater is is take your old okay i'm, I'm gonna blow a lot of people's minds for those of you guys who don't know and i'm people who are immersive will hate me for how i'm describing this but if you take uh if you take a good old haunted house yeah right where people are dressed up in costumes and they can come out and scare you you take a murder mystery right where like you know like you kind of interact and touch on the plot yes. and help people out and they question you interact with you and then you take um and then you take a D role-playing game Mm-hmm. Right, so you guys know what I'm talking about D and D, you know, rice play where you take on a party. Bird, you know about the D and D? Yeah, I'll just continue. I'm gonna catch up with everything as we go. It's gonna yeah. all come together for me. Okay, all right. So it'll right. all come together. So you take all those, and sometimes you take a nice traditional play. You know, take a take a play, take whatever play you want to do, um, and you you put them in a box and you shake them up, right? And mm-hmm. then you pour them out in front of somebody so that you gave them you give them an experience where there is a story it's a different way of telling a story in, in which uh you have what is either actual agency you know like you can make choices or the illusion to make choices um of some kind uh, of something that's interactive so uh which is a wonderful convoluted way of saying that survivor is probably one of the best immersive experiences that you're ever going to get because yeah. you're there and it's real and you're playing a game and you have at least the illusion of agency. You have the illusion of control mm-hmm. over, over what's going on with the game. And um, while you're in it, you're in it and it's all real. I mean, cause it is, I mean, you know, yeah. they weren't, they're not gonna let you starve yeah. to death, but that thread is there. It, it, you know, you yeah. feel like you're going to starve to death. Uh, even though they'll airlift you out at any moment. If, <laughs> if that happens. Yes. Anthony, uh, these immersive uh, games that you work on, are, are these uh, in-person, like uh, pre-COVID, or are these all online? Um, so pre, pre-COVID, most of the immersive experiences were in-person. Um, yeah. And you know, this by the nature of, of the beast and the nature of this last year yes. or so that yeah. we've all experienced, um, most of the stuff has gone online. Uh, you know, I'd say like 99.99% of it is either some version of, uh, you know, either online on, on a, on some kind of interactive, uh, uh, web platform, like, you know, like zoom or, mm-hmm. uh, or discord or, uh, you know, other ones have done really neat things with social distancing. 
Yeah. Um, where, you know, they, there was one here in Los Angeles where it was basically vampires delivered your pizza and it was all, <laughs> so you could order pizza and vampires would come and deliver it to you. Um, then there's other things where just kind of like you play by mail, you make, you know, make phone calls and people call you, uh, you know, there's, they had to get creative. We had to get mm-hmm. creative in the industry to keep it alive, uh, including things like uh, escape rooms. Mm-hmm. Even escape rooms had to get super creative, you know, so they're doing things with telepresence um, where basically, you know, somebody straps the camera on their head and you tell them where to look yeah, and you know, how to unlock things. So, you know, we, we had to get creative with it. And what is your role in these? Are are you writing these or are you sort of like, a, is there a director? Um, for these, for these shows. Yeah. I mean, they're written shows. Most, most of them are written. Uh, there's a large improv element to a lot of them, but most of them are, yeah. are, are really well-written. Um, there's, you know, people direct them. You have to have somebody who's running it. So you have, you know, an actual vision. Um, I don't, myself, I don't, at this point, have I, I don't write them. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, I work for kind of a web portal entity magazine. I don't even know what we call it. We don't even know what we call ourselves all the time. Uh, it's a, it's a website called no proscenium. Yes. Uh, no proscenium, uh, no proscenium.com. Uh, for those of you guys who, who remember your, your ancient Greek theater, God, I'm such a geek. Um, the proscenium, the proscenium is basically, it is that fourth wall. Okay. It's the edge of the stage. That's the proscenium. There's, they called it the proscenium arch, right? Which is basically what locked it in to the, what makes it a stage show. Right. And you are the fourth wall as the audience. No proscenium. The idea is that there are no prosceniums. There is no fourth wall. You are in it. You are on stage. It is real. Mm-hmm. You are there. That, and that's the concept kind of where, where the name came from. Um, and we report on this stuff. We are one of the, I like to say, uh, we are one of the leaders in worldwide leaders in reporting and covering on, um, on all things immersive, uh, everything from escape rooms to haunts to, uh, to immersive plays to uh, Instagram factories, uh, mail-in play-by-mail games. We cover mm-hmm. What's a an lot Instagram of factory? Oh, um, Instagram factories. So uh, in LA and New York, a couple other places, I think they actually had one in London as well. Uh, there's a big, one of the famous ones is the Museum of Ice Cream, mm-hmm. um, which some of you guys may have heard of. And it's literally, it's a place where, you know, maybe in the corner it's real. You know, so like you have a, a place where you can take pictures and for the moment that you're in it, you're in it. And there's, there's a big argument whether that it's immersive or not, but um, depending on how the stories are, are told, if there is a story, uh, we consider it immersive. So uh, there's a new thing that's going on right now in Las Vegas um, from the group called Meow Wolf. Okay. Meow, Meow Wolf Art Collective. Um, and they, they actually, this is their first real big um, outside of their original um, New Mexico home. Uh, and basically they're an artist collective who basically create, have created these neat stories that are mm-hmm. interactive and built through these art installations. They just opened up a thing called Omega Mart. And it's literally, it's a literal supermarket with all these weird items in it. Um, like you can get tattooed beat, you know, tattooed chicken, they call it tattooed chicken. I mean, it's go, go look it up, go look up Omega Mart. What, what is tattooed chicken? It It is. Damn. They have, they just have weird stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's pictures of they have pictures on their Instagram of a chicken that has tattoos on it hmm. and you can get it in a can, which is not really an actual can of tattooed chicken. It's a, a stash can, but mm-hmm. they sell actual real products, you know, so they sell all these weird, weird themed products of, you know, like milk, uh, you know, like uh, milk and they have cabbage slippers and it's yeah. just weird stuff. 
but there's a story in there and it's really cool because there's actual like there's a story of you know like anti-capitalist underground raiders like it's this whole thing and if you search in certain places you can find more of the story which will take you through and there's secret passages and the whole deal so that's kind of it's yeah that's 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 mm-hmm. a great example of an instagram story yeah. uh, instagram uh palace um there's a bunch of places here in la there's places in new york and literally it's just you know there are places worldwide where you can go you take a really cool picture that you can share and while you're there there are things you can do Anthony, would you say that also the theme of Survivor Fiji was also uh, an anti-capitalist message uh, where really the moral (laughs) of the story was that if you give one group a head start, that the uh, rich will continue to get richer and the poor (laughs) will continue to get poorer? Was that your your experience? Um, I think that's exactly what it ended up being. I don't think that's what they necessarily thought it was going to be. But yeah, no, that's hella what happened. Um, (laughs) uh, Wow, I just said hella. Uh, that's the most California thing I think I've ever done in my life. Hella, uh, they, yeah, I mean, getting, being on the island with being on this island where we had such a huge disadvantage mm-hmm. and quite honestly, like, I think that's, that's, that was the first time they'd ever done that. And I know that they, they haven't done it since. And yeah. I'm pretty sure they're never going to do it again. It's a bad idea. Um, you know, it was an interesting experiment. Survivor is a social experiment. And that's what yeah. they've always you know, said. It's a, it is a social experiment. That one was a straightforward experiment that, like, I think anybody, if we'd seen it coming, would have told you what the answer was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm i almost interested to see if they would implement it again, but with some different rules, you know, because um, they did. They had the one twist in there where you could give up immunity, right? And you, yeah. you got to keep the, you got to keep the luxury. As opposed to like, you know, you won the luxury, you know, and if that was a, something that was like every week, like, okay, you want immunity, but you have to give it the luxury. Mm-hmm. See how that would play out. You know, it, it changes the stakes and it makes it less of a foregone conclusion because you have to, you have to play differently. Um, and I don't know. I think it'd be, I think it would be interesting to see how that would play out. Yeah. Play out today. Cause you know, people, people like play that. differently. So. Yes. Yes. Hey, let me ask you, Anthony. So I know everybody except for Papa Smurf, I believe, were, were recruited. Y'all, y'all were recruited. So did you have, did you go back and watch any of the shows that had been on before you got out there? Did you have anything to compare it to when you started the game? Well, this is the thing. Like Papa Smurf and I, we were the biggest fans on the island. I was already a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had long okay. since day one. And that's kind of how they ended up finding me. Um, I mean, it, it's funny people have a misapprehension of what rec- being recruited for Survivor is. And it is a wide berth of what that means. I mean, it's everywhere from literally on the street, hey, you, you should sign up for Survivor because they've done that. Mm-hmm. To, you know, in my case, it was, I, I got, okay, I'm going to show my age too. Uh, so I was on Friendster. Um, so b- before. Deeper, do you know Friendster? <laughs> What's happening here? How can I not know all this stuff? And I'm, I'm learning about. Role-playing is that like a dating site? Because that's what it sounds like. Uh, No, no. Some people, some people use it as a dating site, but no, it was it was uh, before Facebook, before MySpace. Yeah, that's how far back we're going. Friendster uh, was a spinoff of another web, another website. I feel like a Matt Pinfield. It's like in 1982, a site came out called Six Degrees. Um, There was a site called Six Degrees, 
um, back in the day, which was a spinoff of the, you know, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Kevin joke. Bacon, yeah. Um, and uh, Friendster stole that same idea, and they basically said you can link everybody within seven degrees, right? And it actually had like this weird little like hookup tree chart. Remember doing those from from high school and college? The hookup tree, like. Yeah, did you, you listen to what a hookup tree is? Um, T Bird, do you know what hookup tree is? Okay, so Anthony. And Rob, <laughs> if I get real, if I get real quiet and I'm not talking, that means I'm pretty much trying to figure out what's going mm-hmm. on. So, no, I don't. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Rob, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if any of our audience ever did this. It's awesome. If any of our audience ever did this, so you know, uh, we used to trick. You know, like 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 in college, it was like you know who you hooked up with you know, who you got together with in whatever way you got together with people. Yes. And in high school, it was, you know, whoever you made out with, right? See, it's Anthony, like mine could be chart. on a post-it, I think. <laughs> it's like one woman. You only mm-hmm. ever made out with one woman. <laughs> yeah. You married her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but and then you can, and then uh, you can see who else, see, who yeah. else also did. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then you can make your little, it's like, you look like that guy in that meme with, you know, with all the red, <laughs> with all the red pins. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, you look like that guy. So, okay, so you know, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, the Charlie you know, Day was yeah. married to this guy. Yeah. Married to this guy who made made out with this person. Okay, and this was part of Friendster. Girl, yeah, so that was that's effectively what Friendster was. It showed you those lines. Okay, so yeah. it was. So whereas now, like you have your your thing on LinkedIn. You, you, okay, so you have your thing on LinkedIn that says like you know like you know this person like how many degrees mm-hmm. you know yeah. friends removed you have it right. Take that, but actually draw literal lines to pictures that you could see, you know, who you were connected to and how you're connected to them. Okay. Long story short, too late. Um, they, uh, <laughs> they, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, a friend of a friend uh, who happened to be recruiting for casting for Survivor saw, you know, was just clicking, I guess, and found my profile. And at the time, it was like, you know, big fan of reality shows and I was a fan of survivor and I was a fan of this show and I was a fan of this show and a fan of lost and a fan of this. And like, it was like a third reality shows at the time. And, uh, and I got this message. I came back from vacation. I went on, went on a trip with a, with a friend. I got this, uh, I got this message that said, you know, like, Hey, looks like you're really interested in reality shows. Call this number. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm like, sure. Um, at the time, my, me and my best friend at the, at the time, still my best friend, he was my best man at my wedding. Um, we, uh, we were trying to apply for the amazing race. We we're looking at putting, we we're trying to put our applications, get our stuff together. And he was trying to get his passport and I was trying to get my stuff. And we were like, literally, you know, trying to put the thing together and I get this message and I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me call, you know, whatever. I'll see what's going yeah. on. And, uh, I called at lunch and I'm amazed my, my boss didn't fire me. I talked for like two hours, this woman, I talked to two hours this woman in this, this call. And we just talked about reality shows and which ones you're a fan of and why you think it work. And I went off for about like an hour and a half of it to talk about survivor mm-hmm. and like, and how I do if I play and this is how I do. And this is what I think is cool about the show. This is what doesn't work. And this is what's smart. And this is hard. And my favorite players. And she was like, asked me these not so leading questions, but like, who's, who's your favorite player? I'm like, all oh, these person, this person's over here. And this person's really intelligent. And this person's, yeah. and, you know, and she's like, I think you'd be really great on the show. We're looking to cast. You should apply. We'll, we'll, we'll muscle your, your application through. We'll get, we'll make sure you get seen. And I said, really great. That's cool. And I was like, Oh, what show is it? And she goes, Oh, it's survivor. And it was so hard locking that down. <laughs> um, 
because I had my office door closed and like trying not to scream. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God! And she's like, you know, give me your address. We'll FedEx, you know, the application for it. And you know, that phone book application that we get, you guys remember that thing, that, that huge, mm-hmm. you know, like, like thing. So I get this thing in the FedEx, you know, like, uh, well, of the application and I had like two days to turn it around. So I had to fill out the application because they're like, well, we're getting ready to do our, our round of casting. You need to get this to us right away. And I, and I got the application done and I filmed and cut together a video, my application video. I had to do the video and I hand delivered it. I had to drive like all the way out to Santa Monica um, in the middle of traffic on a Sunday, right? <laughs> to drop it off and hand deliver it to the casting person. And uh, they were awesome. And, you know, they're standing there like, okay. And they're literally standing there waiting for me on the side of their apartment. And like, I passed off like a football and, uh, you know, they, they, they ran it off and I get a call literally two days later. They're like, Mark Burnett saw your audition tape and loved it. Wow. And we want you to be in it. What did you do? So my, um, yeah, Anthony. And, and did you do cosplay? Did you do cosplay when you were doing it? Um, do you know I, what I, that is Rob? Yes, Rob, I do. You know I, 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 I do know what cosplay is. <laughs> oh shoot. Uh, that was my one that was my one shot okay go ahead. <laughs> i did uh, i i i did uh i ended up inadvertently cosplaying before i was before i even dabbed my toe into cosplay because i had costumes from from games that i'd done because uh you know the thing about thing about live action role-playing games is that when you can you dress up and it kind of helps the immersion you know you sure you, you want this special disbelief to go so like you know like so like so many of us do now when we go to star Wars galaxy edge, we dress up not in costume, but close as we can without getting kicked out. Um, I, uh, I basically put on a bunch of costumes. I showed like games I played. Um, I danced around a fire, uh, shirtless, mm-hmm. um, fell on my ass a bunch of times while rollerblading just to, you know, to show like, you know, I'm, I'm having fun, but I'm clumsy and I can get back up again. And I, I did, you know, I did, I did the stereotypical thing that everybody does. I dressed like Jeff Probst and stood in front of a pot you know, the winner of Survivor is Anthony. And, you know, that was mm-hmm. my, my big finish. Um, little note that I was always just forecasting, uh, spoiler alert, my own demise on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, here, here's the thing, guys, just for just the Survivor gods, if you ever apply to the show with a video, don't do the, the thing where Jeff pulls your name out the pot because, you know, do the thing with like money falling from you. Like, it'll, it'll probably work out better. Um, uh, but yeah, that's what I did. And I, and I just put my thing together and I talked about a car crash that I was in that year. Um, for anybody who, who wants to dig around the internet, you can probably find pictures of it. I was in a really horrific car crash. Yeah. Um, two months before uh, my application was uh, requested. And it was a car crash I shouldn't have walked away from. So I put pictures of that in it and, you know, talked about, uh, yeah. about that and just going to Compton. And, and uh, apparently, it was wonderfully dorky, and I was enough of a character that uh, that he, that Burnett loved it, and they wanted me to be in the show. And the next thing I knew, I was like prepping the, you know, prepping for like three weeks later to be in the in the sequester to, uh, you know, during the the casting process. So, yeah. Well, Anthony, so I want to say thank God you were okay in your accident. Thank God for that. And now my my second question is. How in the world did you do all this under three minutes in a video? Um, lots of, lots of, I, I took a couple hours to plan. <laughs> I took, took a couple hours to plan, like, what do I want in it? And I, I wrote it down on a piece of it. I scripted it, you know, like, I, I scripted it just kind of like, writer. this is what I'm going to do. And yeah, you know, I wrote something. Right. And, uh, and I, I, I said, okay, well, this is what I want to do. 
and I'm going to be honest when I do it. And I'm not going to, you know, I, I purposely wasn't going to be like, okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to like, you know, make up what I'm going to do. But uh, I was like, okay, I want to talk about my accident. I'm going to talk about, you know, like I'm different, you know, uh, I'm going to be a, a different African-American player than they've seen before. Um, because I, I think I was, I was like the first black nerd. I was yeah. the first blurred on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, this is how I'm going to be. And this is what I hope to do. And I wrote just like what I was going to say over it. And I just cut a bunch of just vignettes together and then talked over it. And, um, yeah, that's what I got for my, my, you know, under three minute video. Uh, and, uh, I was lucky. I got a lucky bounce now. And, uh, yeah. So I had, so I had to do the application, you know, so, you know, just so we're, so we're, so we're clear on this. My recruitment was, I actually still had to go through the whole process. Sure. Just compressed. Yeah. By a lot. Um, so, uh, get you, get you, get your applications in early. Mm-hmm. Anthony, thank you so much for explaining about being recruited because I have talked to a few, quite a few that have been recruited, but your, your recruitment is actually very different from, like you said, like, uh, we talked to, was it Nayanka? Uh, that yeah. was out on the beach somewhere, and they actually found her there. And I guess yeah. when I think, and dreams recruit, had a similar story. That's what I think. Yeah, and, and yeah. dreams, yeah, and dreams too. So, thank you so much for sharing that. That's that no. helps open my eyes to recruiters being recruited. Yeah. So, thank you. I mean, my, my pleasure. I mean, that's the thing. It's like when when Survivor recruits people, it really just means that they want people to come to at least apply. And mm-hmm. there's there are lots of people that they find like on the street. I mean, you know. Uh, and our season was just like a big, they had holes to fill. And, you know, I, as far as I know, I was one of the early people who they picked um, later in the process, but early enough uh, that they had choices. And I know that Gary, Papa Smurf, because we've chatted, um, Papa Smurf was in theory supposed to be on a season or two earlier. And they, they kind of, they said, we want you to be on, but we want to wait for a better season for you. Um, and I swear to Buddha, like um, Amanda, right? Beautiful lady Amanda um, was at the hotel with us because um, I distinctly remember. Yes, I distinctly remember her being at the hotel at the same time. And you know, her ended up on the next season because uh, you know. And I'm, I'm I tell the story all the time, you know, because Probst got me in the room, and you know, he did that thing where he's interviewing. He's like, right, so who would you want to be on, you know, on the show with you? I'm like, oh, I want to be on the island with the, you know, with the good-looking brunette that's wearing boots and, you know, that's that's wearing cowboy boots and 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 stretchy pants. Like, I want to be on the show with her. Can I be on the island with her and strand me? It's fine. I will follow her around. I will help her win. I don't care. Um, uh, you know, it just turns out she'd be on, you know, on the next next season. Uh, but yeah, I I I remember for for different people it's like you know because we talked later just like how'd you get up on the show uh i know sylvia they grabbed her on the you know that somebody saw silver they knew her from something else and they said sylvia you know we, we need to we need an older we need an older woman and you're you know you're a personality come on the show and she's like okay you know i guess so and i know other people who got recruited the same way as i did they had to turn you know they had to turn in something mm-hmm. you know they had to go through the process um Earl, they've been trying to recruit for forever. I think, you know, you guys talked to him, like they've been trying to get him and his wife to, you know, go on amazing race and like, do this, like, no. Um, and, uh, and then, then, their, then girlfriend, uh, they were trying to get him on the show, on the show for forever. And, you know, they finally was like, Hey, we need, we know who you are. We've seen you before. Come on survivor. Um, and he, you know, his turnaround was like, 
you know, I had time to go get my shots. I got all messed up together. His turnaround, I think he had like three days. Yeah. You know, he was on the plane like instantly. <laughs> um, and I'm still mad at him because he won because of that. So I'm like, ah, oh. uh, but no, I'm not mad at him. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm proud to, to, to know that I had like, you know, a, a toe in, in his success. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, it's just it, really what, when they're recruiting and when they say they're recruiting, they're just looking for the best people. Sure to be on the show. And sometimes that means they have to go outside the box that they normally do to get people on. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause it's, it's a negative connotation to that, uh, with a lot of the survivor fans where they think about like, Oh, the Macters are the, uh, recruits, but you know, it's also people who, uh, may have an interest in the show, but just, ha- we're not planning on sending in a tape at this time. Yeah. And, and that's, and that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, if you want to, if you want to be on the show, you just have to want to be on the show. And it's, you know, they have so many people, they have so many people who apply every year, but they're looking for a certain mix. Yeah. And I know that mix is going to be changing now. Um, but they really are looking for a mix of people of you know different walks of life. Yeah. Um, Hey, you could say I'm a recruit to survivor too, that I applied to be on big brother. I was, yeah. I went through the casting process for big brother. And then they called me one day and said, Hey, do you want to be on survivor? So yeah, wow, call me a recruit too. Yeah. yeah. Rob's a recruit too. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I did not know that hey, either, so that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Rob, See, not they, have they looked that. at you again? Have they looked at you again for Big Brother, Rob? I have to ask that. <laughs> uh, not since I was on Survivor. <laughs> not that I can recall. Uh, maybe they had some internal conversations. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, they move people from Big Brother to Survivor, so we haven't had any Survivors on Big Brother, though, have we? Have we? Uh, not yet. Oh, Maybe. not Pam, Pam? yet. Did well, you hear Bria, that, Russell's, Russell's brother. Brother, yeah, Russell's brother, yeah. Yeah. Um, why? Anthony, you want to do Big Brother? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because um, because I've I've heard wonderful hard... I've, I've hung out with enough Big Brothers enough that I, I, I've heard the stories from inside the house. Yeah. And... You know, they don't follow us into the bathroom with Survivor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, unless unless you are actively plotting, they leave you alone when you go to the bathroom. Yeah. There are cameras in the bathroom for Big Brother, and I just like that's I'm okay with not being on 24 hours today. It's like you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I I've talked to Evil Dick enough. Evil Dick yeah. has told me some stories of getting calls from people like you know you grind your teeth in, the, in your sleep. I'm like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. do you want people like Survivor? So the 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 world that comes with Survivor after is in- incredibly intrusive enough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. um, I-, I don't need people knowing that I grind my teeth in my sleep or how many nose hairs I have because mm-hmm. the camera decided to focus on my face for that. Yeah. You know, um, Anthony, just- in this season, uh, you're lower thirded as I believe a expert witness locator. And uh, that makes it sound like a, you were like a bounty hunter to me. <laughs> oh man. I got asked that question a lot. No. Um, at the time when I was working there, uh, so at the time I got on Survivor, I was working at this little little firm that basically was a legal support firm. Mm-hmm. And so what that job, what that job was, is that um, in any given legal case where there's evidence to be examined, yes. or you know people people to be examined, or you know something as ridiculous as something slipping and falling, uh, you have to have people who go through the evidence. You have to have people who, you know, know what they're talking about to testify in front of a jury mm-hmm. or in front of a judge or an arbiter or whatever. And my job was to find those people. That's literally what I did. So I, I was 
I found expert witnesses. So, um, you know, just for, for instance, for, I'm just going to just make up something. Okay. For instance, uh, somebody, you know, is on a podcast, a live podcast mm-hmm. and gets electrocuted on the microphone. Oh my right? God. Okay, oh, like horror oh, oh. story, right? Yeah. You know, so if somebody puts their hands on the microphone, they get wet. Am I liable for that, Anthony? Well, oh depends God. if you have insurance or stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and and people people sue. People will sue everybody. They'll sue, you know, people will sue you. They'll sue, you know, if you have a corporation, they'll sue the corporation. They'll sue the, the maker of the microphone. They'll sue the people who made the water, the table, everything. They'll, you know, that's how you do it. Because um, mm-hmm. it'll stick to somebody, right? And all those different people need to prove why they're not in the case or if they, they know that they're in the case to kind of mitigate how much liability they have. So in that particular, in this particular, you know, fictional case, you know, so like somebody suing Robin, you know, RHAP because, and the maker of the microphone and Samsung or whatever it is, or, 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 or you know, it's a horror Kenner, story, Kenner, Kenner, Hearst, yeah. right? It's a horror story. Somebody, somebody sues, right? My job is to find somebody who maybe, you know, like, is a professional podcaster. So like I, you know, I'd call mm-hmm. up somebody else from another podcaster or, you know, somebody who's got a background in, in, in broadcasting or something goes like, well, you know, you never sue the host. That's just ridiculous. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, you don't control the, the, the equipment or you do control the equipment, but this is how much, or I'd find an electrician who'd be like, well, the reason this was exposed was because the guy had been digging at it with his pocket knife nervously and, you know, and opened a wire. That, that's what I, that's what my job was. I found, I, I kind of helped the attorney kind of um, either, lower it down to like, you know, from 40 experts to like one expert or two experts that could help them. Or sometimes we get a call from attorneys who had no clue what they wanted. It was like, I need an expert to help me out in this. They're like, well, it sounds like you need to, you know, you need an electrician and a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Here are a couple of people who can help you. Um, and that's kind of, that's what I did. Or, you know, just, you kind of, you have to help the attorney craft who they need and find a good person for them. And that's what I did professionally for seven mm-hmm. years of my life. Um, including, <laughs> including when I was uh, on Survivor, um, I was an expert at finding expert witnesses. That sounds interesting, Anthony. Yeah, it was. So uh, I want to uh, go back to your uh, Survivor experience a little bit, and you know, it, it's uh, you know so powerful. Uh, everything that uh, you went through, uh, the show really makes uh, a story out of your back and forth with Rocky. It comes up at the reunion. Do you feel like that, uh, because there's so many people that resonate with that story, because I think there's so many of us that have like a Rocky in our lives that are, are you happy that that's a part of such a big part of your survivor story? Or do you wish that the show focused on other parts of your adventure? Um, I, I wish it was very much part of my story and it was a large part of my story of what happened out there. I wish that uh, other things that had gotten brought up um in some of the secret footage they used to leak online you know like mm-hmm. they, remember they used to secret like, scenes, you know, like yeah. you know, secret scenes um there was one of the secret scenes that got leaked that was leaked quote unquote leaked uh i remember from our season that i really wish it made it to the show yeah it was this it was this great moment of um them interviewing mookie you know and it was like after I, we came back from one of the tribals and like i got water in my system i was feeling good and it was this thing where like I had no idea that, that they weren't scared of me, but they were concerned. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, Anthony's got confidence. Crap. Um, 
um oh man i mean like that's literally what it was it was like i don't know where he's got this newfound energy and this confidence from but it's like we have to watch out for it because like he's actually going to be a scary player if he gets far in the game mm-hmm. and it was nice to see one for me it was nice to see that because i was like wow i would have loved to have seen that on the show because uh but also it tells more of the broader story of of my experience like i had high highs and low lows out there you know and i know everybody does but for whatever reason most of mine were on camera mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the, you know, the thing about Survivor, and for anybody who's worried about how it gets edited, um, one, they have to take hundreds of hours of footage and boil it down to 20 minutes, right? Or, to, you know, to 40 minutes. And for your Survivor story to come on the air, it's a lot of them picking a narrative like them cutting and pasting and, and gluing and just figuring out what that narrative is. And sometimes it's a narrative that, you, you know, it's a narrative of, of yourself that you don't necessarily want to see. Um, and because it either will highlight something that you, you're not proud of, or it will highlight something that you uh, know you need to work on because they take, you know, they take you, they take this small nugget of you, you know, like they take a, like a one by one inch nugget of you and then they blow it up to like, you know, like, you know, 16 by 40 feet. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. they they so it's you it is very much you and it's the person who you are but it's not all of you it's not a complete picture of you and i know that's really hard to craft that's, i mean they used they used to do it they used to do it really well when it was about like the experience like in yeah. the early if you look at the early seasons and you meet the survivors that you meet you meeting the person that you saw on the screen yeah like you know like eight out of, eight out of ten times um but now it's like you're at least in in the mid game Oh my God, it's been that long. It, in in the mid season, mid series of, of Survivor, it it was in this weird transition thing where it was more about the game itself and less about the experience. And because of that, it changed people's stories. It changed a lot of how 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 our stories were told. And um, I mean, it was already moving towards that way. But it's in some people's cases, like some people got some people got no story. Liliana got no story. Mm-hmm. You know, Liliana came from like this this girl who's here to you know. You know this big player who she, you know, her story happened during the challenges, and then it was like, you know, one night we have to vote for somebody. Oh, she's a sex kitten. She wasn't. You know, it's like, you know, she she had things that she was doing to get you know got people pulled to her, um, and she was playing the game in her own way. But you know, she was as far as if you look at the season, you know, she had no story. She had like a one episode story. Yeah, and that's, you know, I personally don't think that's fair. You know, I don't think that's fair for her for you know as as a player because you know we're all playing the game you know in some way or another um for her to get that little of a story because she was out there doing stuff i mean she was yes she was flirting i mean that was that that part of that you know her her craft for that one episode but she'd been sure. doing that the whole time she'd been doing that in like pre-game you know like she i don't even know how she managed to do it like there was one point where like you know we all looked over and she's got like the, the bug spray and she's just like oiling herself up the bug spray and like all the guys are like hi um and you know, when you have this person who is as strong as any guy out there, as competent as any person who's played the game out there, who is almost single-handedly carrying a bunch of these people on her back, mm-hmm. you know, and she's carrying the girls with her and she's fighting, you know, she's up there with the guys, just rough neck, and she's playing a good social game to have that boil down to like one episode. It's kind of, it's kind of hard, you know? So, I mean, it, not to mention, it was such an insane decision to vote her out in that spot. First off, they, as you mentioned, that they gave up immunity to go to tribal council 
And Edgardo and Alex uh, are listening to Lisi and Stacy to say, hey, we yeah. got to vote out Liliana. And they end up keeping in Cassandra, who ends up being like a key number who's going to flip against those guys uh, later on. That I really feel like that that changed the whole season, that vote. It did. I think that changed it, it changed the game for everybody who was left. It really did. Mm-hmm. Um, for, first of all, first of all, them giving up immunity to to go back to that nice yeah. camp, I think was the dumbest that was the dumbest move in that game. Because what the winner would have come out of that the winner would have come out of that tribe if yeah. they continued on the way they were going. And like for me to see that happen, like even at the day, I was like, I'm not mad. I'm like, sure, you mm-hmm. guys go ahead. Like, like I went back to tribal and like, you know, everybody else was broody about like, oh man, we lost again. I'm like, we don't have to go to tribal council. I'm like singing, yes. you know, like they, they got mad at me because like I was all happy. Well, devil's advocate, <laughs> let me just ask you. Yeah. So did you feel like that had they said, you know what? All right, well, uh, we uh, will go to, the, to Ravu, let them have our camp. They're going to have to vote somebody out. Um, I think then Rita ends up uh, going at the next tribal council. So hypothetically, let's just say that, that stays the same. But now you're recharged a little bit. Yeah. You know, they have food. Uh, is it possible that Ravu like uh, ends up like uh, sort of a, a little rejuvenated there? Oh, well, I think it w- I think it would have. I think if we had actually gone back to the thing, uh, I-, I think the vote for Rita would have played out earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, given that we would all been recharged, but she would have been recharged. She would have been in the same place that she was when we voted her out just because of, of where she was. Yeah. Like she was, she was, yeah. Well, you would have had to vote was... somebody out that night. You would have like, yeah. uh, so probably Rita's time to go it, was that night. It, it, it would have probably been Rita, uh, dep- depending on how things have gone. It would have been, Re- been Rita. I know nobody would have gotten sent to exile. I mean, like I'm trying, I'm trying, this is me like going back to mental gymnastics, brand, mental gymnastics. Um, but, Honestly, the hardest thing that, that was happening with us was that we kept losing, at least for me and my alliance, was we kept losing, you know, we kept losing Earl because they kept sending Earl back. I'm like, can mm-hmm. you send somebody, send me, you know, like send, send me or send, you know, send, send Yao Man, send somebody else other than Earl. We kept sending, sending Earl back. And the thing was, Earl, you know, wasn't our, our challenge beast, but Earl was our um, social, social game linchpin. You know, he was, he was our, he was our number. Right. And every time, every time Earl left the tribe, you know, hijinks would ensue. I mean, think about, think about who got voted off for, for us. Like, Earl's gone. Okay. And now, you know, now the, the three members of the four, you know, the, the horsemen, you know, sit there and like, and they chat together or the two members of the horsemen would sit there, like they work their thing out. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think if we'd gone there at that time, what we'd been working on, cause our, our next vote, we were, we were planning before the tribal mix up, we were going to send Mookie home. No, and that was something that that was something that me and me and Earl and and Yao Man had been throwing around that we want to send Mookie home mm-hmm. um, because we knew he was a huge threat. We knew he was a huge physical threat, and we knew that he was he was helpful. So we were like, we send Mookie already send Rocky. We we're like going like, well, if we bring Rocky with us and Mookie's gone, that means Rocky will step up his you know his his how he's playing with people back at tribe. But if we send Rocky home, you know, then we stuck with Mookie, and Mookie's really strong. And if he gets to the merge, we, we mm-hmm. were playing we were playing that game. I mean, that was a. Com- you never got to see never got to see our conversations, but Earl and I had hour long like multiple hour long conversations about this stuff. Yeah. And, and and it was like, who do we send next and why do we send them and who do you want to take to the end? And um I always come back to that. If you if you've heard any other interviews with me, it's like survivors that balance of figuring out who you take with you to the end, mm-hmm. you know, who can get you there and who you can win against. And we all went, we kept going like mm. Rocky would be a good Rocky would be really good in the final five, right? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. we can 
he'll get us there and then we have we can we can we will universe you know so we were thinking that it was uh for our alliance that we had our squish our squishy alliance and our and our bigger alliance and I say squishy because we had the Ravu Alliance and then we had our big alliance, which was, you know, the, the all black folk alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, the hard thing was balancing those yeah. because we had to, we had to get to the point where we can get everybody, you know, as many people as we could to the end and kind of to, to go back in, in a roundabout way and answer your question. Um, I really think it would have been, it would have been Rita with a backup in her, in her back pocket of, of probably, I'm guessing Mookie at that point. Yeah. You know, I'd love to ask you a little bit about that uh, all black final five alliance uh, as it pertains to the Erica vote, because uh, on that second vote of the season, Earl gets sent away to exile Island and he can't vote. Uh, And while Earl's away, the rest of the tribe uh, knocks out Erica because she was uh, shouting too much in the in the challenge. Uh, w- w- was the reason why they said on the show. Uh, was yeah. there more to it than that? Was that a move to like? Did the other players suspect that there was an alliance there and that they wanted to break that up while Earl was away? I think it's a little column A, a little column B. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew that me and Earl and Eric were close, and I think it. I, yeah, I definitely think it was there. Like. And you know, so much of this is hindsight, and we've talked. Yeah. You know, we've of course talked since. Um, Mookie knew there was something up. Mookie was Mookie had been playing really smart. I mean, Mookie had been been trying to figure out relationships, and he was doing he was doing that. You know, <laughs> he was doing seven degrees of Kevin Bacon on, on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hookup tree. Yeah, yeah, he was doing the hookup tree. Wow, we just went full circle on that. Um, so yeah, so you know, so if you looked at us, if you looked around the corner on the side of a tree, um, I you know, Mookie had you know died. A bunch of vines red and had like you know the, mm-hmm. had the mystery like string thing going um i wish um but in his head he did i know he did in his head and he was trying to identify relationships and he correctly identified that you know that me and earl were because i was always hanging off with earl um but he kind of figured out that erica was in with that group too and i think for some people i think for like rita rita was like let's get rid of her before i get rid of me um it there were you didn't make it to air, but there was a moment, and I remember it pretty well when that very first vote when we voted Je- Jessica the ban off, when we voted JDB off. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why, um, but uh, pi- um, but Michelle and Erica and Rita literally came up to me and they said. Can you guys protect us? Like we don't want to go home. We don't want to be all girls. I was like, well, like first of all, my my brain, my my inner brain was like, why are you coming to me? Because I don't have the power. Um, my second brain was like, yes, we will do our. We, you guys aren't on our radar. You're you're not next. Um, and, and which was funny because I'm like I'm like I at least for like five minutes it looked like I had power um, uh-huh. uh, out there, and at least people perceived it as that. Uh, but yeah, no, it it was very much. The women on our island who were playing playing the game, I think, I think I, when they when they looked at who we voted out first, I think they they immediately went to they're going to vote out all the girls first, um, mm-hmm. which is which is as you know it's always a mistake if you go like any straight line like that let's vote all the boys first let's vote all the girls first it just doesn't work mm-hmm. it's 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 too hard it's too hard to play to do 
Um, and it's not a smart one because you instantly, you, you, you form a, a team that's opposite of you. Um, and we weren't thinking that way. It's just like, I, I think what we got caught in was, was that we were hanging out. We were hanging out too much. I mean, we were doing the, the thing where it's like, we were hanging out open and obvious, like, you know, like this little group of, you know, three black players are on our side. Um, you know, me, Earl and, and Erica. So like, mm-hmm. they went, Oh, clearly they're all together. Let's, let's break up that Alliance. Um, not knowing that the Alliance was much deeper than they, they ever suspected. Anthony, I want to go. Let me go back to Rocky if I can, because um, we just talked with Dawn Meehan from um, South Pacific and Caramoan, and you know yeah. she had a really rough, rough time on the, with the final jury. But the fans were equally as brutal to her. So I'm curious. Once you came off with Rocky being kind of cruel to you, with I mean some of the comments that he made um, about your, you know you're a man act like it and you act like a little girl sometimes and things like that. And I know, and actually Papa Smurf, actually I talked to him about you for quite some time this week. He was telling me that he thinks that Rocky, a lot of that was kind of playing up for the camera. Uh, But still, I mean, it was directed at you. How did, when you, once you came off, how did the fans react to you? Did they, did they, were they sensitive to you or, or not? Um, some were, some weren't, um, like I say, it's, it's the thing of, you know, earlier seasons where, you know, if you came off the Island and you saw, you know, you talked to people, you were talking to the person that, you know, most, most time was out there. When I came off, it was a combination of people understanding that we weren't the character that we were portrayed as. And then there were people who just, you know, it's like, Oh, you're a, what's your season? You were a horrible person. You're the worst player ever. And you know, they thought they, they thought that the guy who was playing quiet and meek, you know, who was playing a game, uh, is also, you know, a pushover in, in real life where I can punch people. Yeah. You know, cause you're not allowed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we're not allowed to touch people out there and, uh, which is why, you know, all the trouble recently, but like, you know, you don't, you punch somebody in, on the Island, you go home. No questions asked that you're gone. Right. And that's, that's, that's something that stripped away out there. You know, it's like that threat of the threat of social pun- immediate social punishment is gone. Mm-hmm. And because it is, there are things that get said out there that will never get said in a million years in real life, you know, because, you know, you step up to certain people a certain way, you're going to get punched in the face. Just it's going to happen mm-hmm. or there'll be other, or there are other repercussions. You know, we're out there trying to, you're out there trying to win a million dollars. So sometimes you will back off your personality. Sometimes you'll over push with your personality and sometimes you'll compromise in ways that you would never compromise. In the real world. Um, people make that assumption that you are still playing the game. And I had a couple of fans at different points and, you know, to, to be quite honest, like I may have brought it on, you know, I may have brought it on myself um, by just piping in, 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 in certain places where it wasn't, um, uh, Piping in, in on, on some of the forums and stuff, you know, like, you know, like, you, cause as, as you sometimes do, you, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't read the forums, but you know, we're going to read the forums. And when people say, say things, sometimes you'll say things back and sometimes you'll make a comment just because you're thinking being funny and witty and somebody wants to run with it. And I've had people on the forums. I've had people in, in real life that came to parties that wanted to talk shit. Excuse me. Can we curse on this one? Can we, can we, yeah, you're can good. We, can we, can you're good. All right. Um, uh, we have people want, you know, want to talk shit like at, a, at, you know, at a room full of survivors who, you know, <laughs> it's like, 
you sucked and you're an ass your season or you're, you know, you're a wuss or you're a little girl or what are you? First of all, like the slights against for, for me, part of it is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I consider myself a feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't always succeed, but I, I, I try to do my best. Um, right. It, one, it's offensive to women. Yeah. <laughs> let's, be, let's be clear. It's, it's offensive. It's offensive to women. Um, yeah. Can I just to, add that? Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's, that it's like, oh, Anthony. Yeah. He's no good because he's acting. He acts like a woman. And then later on, it's like, oh, Lisey is great because she's like a, she's like a guy here. Uh, it was like, you know, if you are, if, even if you're, if you are a woman, but if you're like a guy, good. Uh, if you're a guy, but like a woman, bad. Yeah. And, and I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, you know, like every woman who's out there was very much, you know, a quote, you know, they were a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some that, you know, were, you know, there's some folks who could throw down with, you know, could throw down with guys, you know, and they could, they could stand toe to toe on that, that level. But, the, you know, we're, we're all people. And, and there's things like using that as a slur one I wasn't okay with because the strong one, the, you know, one of the strongest people in my, in my life at the time. And still it's my mom and my mom, my grandma. And, you know, and for me, it's like, I, you know, I'd watched them grow up, uh, growing up, I'd watched them and, and what they dealt with in, in the world that we were living in. Um, and how much love and strength that they put behind everything they did. You know, when you hear that over and over again, and then you come, you know, out there was one thing, but you know, when you hear that here, it's like, dude, do you not have any women in your life? Do you mm-hmm. not have any, you know, are you unaware of, of, of the, uh, you know, uh, of the, you know, the, the gay people in your life? Cause that would be the other thing I'd hear. It's like, Oh, you're like, you're like this, you know, it's like a gay dude. I'm like, what, you know, one, why does it matter? You know, even for me, I got mad at myself later. Cause I'm like, why does that matter? If you call me gay or not? It's like, I got, I, I literally got mad at myself. Cause it was like, dude, um, uh, I mean, for me, it was about pigeonholing me because I hate, I hate getting pigeonholed. I hate mm-hmm. getting stuck in like, this is what you are. You know, if I don't put my, my own labels on it, like I get mad about it. Um, and people were pigeonholing it like, well, you're this guy, you're this way. And you know, you, you're this way. So you, we must be able to step up to you a certain way. And like, you know, some of the roughest, some of the roughest brothers that I'd, I've ever met in my life are, you know, uh, you know, queer men because they have to. <laughs> you know queer queer black men have had to put up with so much crap that you know they were they were some of the roughest people that i've met you know mm-hmm. i've seen people cra- i've seen people crack nails to get in a fist fight while you know just like you know it, so to you know to make to use that as a as a as a slur one in the wider context of things it's just it's it, it made me angry two is the fact that you felt that you had the right to come and talk to me that way, not knowing me other than, you know, what you saw from me for six episodes of TV, you know, you've, you've known me or what you think is me for less than an hour of television. Okay. And I understand how survivor is and you get connected with it. Cause we all get connected with, with people on our, on our, on our, on our TVs and our, on our streaming services. Cause that's, that's the nature of, of human nature. We will connect with those people that we see, there because we feel we know them and there's an emotional touch, especially if you're looking straight into the lens and talking about how you're feeling. Um, but you don't know me, <laughs> you know, you don't know why I was crying out there. Why it was such a big deal. Yeah. I shed tears on there. 
you know, on Survivor. And people made fun of that because that wasn't masculine enough for some people under, under certain definitions. Look, I was crying out there because I was heartbroken and proud at the same time. Um, that interview, and I, and I talk about this a lot, that particular interview um, happened after a night of deep introspection where we just coming back, come back from that really particularly vicious tribal council where, you know, Rocky called me a whole bunch of names afterwards at the fire, after we voted Sylvia off, after it was tight, it was, I thought I was going home at that point. And, you know, we had that big blow up afterwards and I went back and they, they put a camera on my face and said, how are you feeling, Anthony? And I said a bunch of things that they couldn't hear ever because <laughs> that's where I was. Um, so some, somewhere there's footage of Anthony cursing a blue streak and talking all sorts of things. Um, uh, and if that ever comes up, I'm never running for office anyway. So that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but, uh, it, you know, and I went and I crawled on the boat and I stared up at, at the sky and in Fiji, it's absolutely beautiful. You know, it's one of the things about filming out there that, that is great. It's, it, it's gorgeous. And at night there's no lights anywhere. So you can literally see the heavens and the stars and the bend of the earth. You can see the sky bend. Right. And I was looking at the sky and was laying up there. And I was thinking about my grandpa who passed away, uh, uh, many years ago at this point. Um, and how at the time I felt he would have been proud of me where I was at. Um, and I think I said it, 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 you know, in that same secret thing that I was talking about earlier with Mookie, um, where I was, you know, I did confession and, and it, it, that part of that confession is that same one where I cried. It's like, you know, I come this long way of where I was as this insecure, um, you know, insecure, self-effacing kid. And I'm still self-effacing. Come on. That's, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how, how I am. Um, you know, insecure, self-effacing kid who had gotten picked on and gotten bullied but I grew up and I, you know, and, and here I am on this Island fighting for my, you know, fighting for my proverbial life. You know, I've gone to Yale. Um, you know, I have picked myself up and I've fallen down so many times out there literally and emotionally. And I managed to pick myself up again. And I'm like, I made it that far at that point. Like I, you know, I think I said, it's like I, out here, I'm Superman. I can walk on water, you know? Right. And, and I was thinking at the time about how, during the interview of how, and see, I do it now. See, I'm talking about it. Um, how much, how much I miss my grandpa and how much I wish he had known what I was doing out there and the thought that he would be, you know, hopefully be proud of me. And that's what got caught, you know? So by that point, when uh, when they asked me, it's like, you know, are you going to quit? And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to quit. If they want to keep me off the island, they're going to have to stab me in the back and throw me off. Um, that's where I was. And for people to assume that they, they're thinking I'm crying just because of being, you know, being yelled at by Rocky, well, that's that's the power of editing. You know, that's that's how a show gets edited. That's the story that they're crafting. But to just step up to me like, you know, oh, you're this crybaby who's crowd on national TV because you're over emotional and you're like a you're like you're like a you're like a broad, you're like a broad, no offense. Like, you know, like a like a chick, you're soft. You know, we can we can come up to you and tech. It's like, no, like you don't first of all, um first of all, like you 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 know, you you know, you're this 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 fanboy white boy step up to a black dude in a bar 
that you don't know who he is really that you ain't never met before and you're gonna sit up here and be like oh basically uh, you were a sissy right yeah it's like first of all don't come up with that one second of all um do you know me you don't know me do you you don't know you know if i'm straight gay like homicidal suicidal you know, uh, uh, or, you know, secretly I peel all this away and I'm a white boy, like, you know, who's you know carrying six guns and wears a black trench coat. You don't know who I am. So why would you step up to any person like that, that you think, you know, and in the, even in the real world, like, would you, would any of you, would anybody, you know, I'll challenge any of you listeners up here. Would you step up to somebody like that, that you don't know, unless you thought you can get away with it. And the question is, no, you would. So you, you either have something that you think, you know, or that you do know, Right. To step up to somebody like that. I got that. I got that more than I th- thought I would ever get because I didn't realize because social media was different. Social media was this neat emerging thing, you know, uh, uh, you know, a decade and a half ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, you know, we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have people who could immediately refute what was going on at the time. We didn't have live streams the same way we do now. Right. So, like, when Survivor was on, we didn't know one, you know, we didn't have any way of responding to people unless we read the boards, you know, after the show was over. Right. Cause nobody was, you know, even on, 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 mm-hmm. on the boards, people were, you know, people weren't posting right then, you know, people would watch the show and they come back and post furiously. They take notes because we're all crazy that way. Cause we were fans of the show, but you know, people weren't live, people weren't live casting. People weren't watching stuff, live podcasts. People weren't doing it that way. So right. you know, now we have Twitter. Right. You know, where people are like, yo, well, this is what you didn't hear on that. And this is what I didn't see on that, you know, and right. it's 2007. It's like right. Uh, like it's just before like social media is going to really like uh, take off and get going. Like, uh, you know, you're you're your friendster in your MySpace, uh, but it's before like Facebook and Twitter are about to blow up. Yeah, no, it's exactly. You know, so Twitter is another year off yeah. you know, from blowing up. All right. Facebook. You know, Facebook is still like in college kids' hands. Yes. Right. Napsters are a big thing, right? So mm-hmm. we're still Napsters and Lyric and Lyric.ch. Mm-hmm. Those guys you remember that one, right? So those those were that's what we're having. And you know, I'm trying to refute people in the club, you know, or on a board where right. I don't have posting access because I didn't post. I'm just watching it and going, This sucks. Um it, it's it was a different world and it's different now and it's, and people have rewatched our season and that's that's kind of the cool thing is that people have rewatched our season and I can tell when people are rewatching because my friend my my friend count on Twitter or Facebook like goes you know, up, going, yeah. goes up. Um, and it's just really neat to see that that we have fans because yeah. it's a different age right you know it's a different age um, and people who are watching now are coming from a different point of view and so you know we have whole new, you know, we have Gen Y, you know, Gen Z who's now, you know, watching this stuff now going, oh, wow, you know, I can relate to that a lot more than I can relate to in earlier seasons or current seasons. And it, for me, it's refreshing. Um, but there are times when it's still, you know, it's still odd. It's, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, I, I've got a lot more support in the last years, probably more than I had while the show was on. Yeah. Um, but uh, in the last couple of years, it's been neat to watch people rewatching or rediscovering our season of Survivor. But Anthony, that's really interesting to hear what you're saying about that you uh, had like a really uh, negative experience where, you know, you were harassed more in person after the show than uh, you were then from some of these people who play and then get harassed online. 
well there there was online was different like you say online was different you know it's yeah. like so if you want to harass people you either said stuff in a, in a, in a forum because they're you know the the you know the them the forums yes uh, you know there's forty thousand forums devoted to survivor i'm over exaggerating i know but still mm-hmm. there's a lot of them um but the forums now it's like you know at the time it's like you if you weren't on the forums somebody would you know somebody who was would go like hey this got posted about you you get a you know a message mm-hmm. and you're like what um and that's changed now because uh you know now it's like we, there are more of us on the forums uh mm-hmm. because we've kind of you know we've kind of put ourselves out there um but at the time yeah no i i got harassed it, and, it, and, and just to be clear, it wasn't like constant harassment. It was right. just like they stand out really large because they, when they happened, they were a big deal. Um, right. And then I had people who were just, you know, you know somebody's like, oh, no, they're, they're just drunk and playing. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, it's still not cool. Um, but the cool thing is, and just kind of not, not to be neg- super negative about it, is the cool thing is that for every horrible moment that I had, I had like 10 better ones, mm-hmm. you know, where I, where I'd meet people or like people would be really cool. Or they'd come up and say like, you know, we loved you on the show and we thought you had, you should have had a better season and, you know, we were rooting for you to the end. I lost, turns out I lost a lot of people money in their, in their survivor betting pools. <laughs> I found that out. A lot of people had bet on me. I was like, Oh, that, that's, that's very flattering. I'm sorry. I lost you money. Um, I wish I had won so I could have made you, you know, money and made me money too. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's really easy to focus on a lot of the negatives um, in part because they tend to be louder. They tend, mm-hmm. to, they tend to be louder both emotionally and in person, they tend to be louder <laughs> just because, yeah. you know, you get into that, that match. They, they, and they hurt. Like it cuts deep when you yeah. hear or read yeah. something. Yeah. Um, okay, so Anthony, let me ask you this. So you are a, a big fan of the show, and when a lot of us, I think, going into it, we'll say, okay, of course, we all you go into it, we want to win, but we'll say, okay, I don't want to be the first person voted out. Okay, I want to make the jury. Okay, I want to make the final two or three. When you started the game, was it important that you made it to the jury because you were right there at it? Oh, man, I wanted... <sighs> My biggest challenge, the thing that I, the thing that I put on myself was that I wanted to make it to the merge. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make it to the merge. I was like, I got to make it to the merge. So if I make it to the merge, I'll be like, I knew in my head, and I still think to this day, if I had made it to the merge, it would have been, I would have been at the end. I think I would have been in the final five. That's that's yeah. I can make that supposition all day long, but no, like, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that really what uh, the worst thing that happened to you, in my humble opinion, was you got picked by the wrong team in the draft. When if uh, and after that, who who picked you in the draft? Um. Oh, in the in the initial draft. No, in the picked? swap. In the swap, oh, in the swap, you got picked by the wrong. I was, I was the last. I was I was the last person picked. I'm trying to remember. It was uh, yes. Uh, I'm, so, trying picked, I'm trying to remember who picked me. I think it was was it dreams. Dreams who picked me. Dreams picks Anthony. Dreams yeah, that's in yeah, my I notes. Think, I think it was dreams. Dreams screwed you. Because <laughs> uh, <what> <laughs> you would have gone to Moto, that I you I, you're in the final five, dude. If honestly, if I had gone to exile island i think i would have been in the final five mm-hmm. i think if i got to exile island i would have made it to the merge because i was i mean as it was i was missing like one vital clue because they were leaving the clues out there yeah um 
and I, and I, you know, one of my favorite stories to tell was like, you know, the, the, I was at a hotel room, you know, the night after new, like new year's day, right. After coming back, I've been to a party and I was in the shower and, um, and like, I started screaming in, I started screaming in the shower and, and the girl, you know, my, my girlfriend at the time was, uh, was in another room. She's like, what's happened? What's wrong? I'm like nothing, nothing, nothing. Cause I did, I did like the end of the usual suspects, you know, where he puts the whole story mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Right. Skokie, Illinois. Sure. Yeah. Like it, that was, I had that moment in the shower. I was like sitting there going like, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, cause you know, you replay, it, you replay it, especially when you get back off, you know, like for that first month before you see the show, you're like, you're just keep every, every movie made. And I was sitting there looking at the water going like down, going like, yeah, man, it's like, it's too bad. Like we didn't get a well dug the way we wanted to. And then I went, well dug. Everybody kept telling me to stop digging where I was digging. Huh? Sylvia was digging. Sylvia was digging. And then it was like, it, like I flashed at Sylvia digging going like, I'm just making her beds more comfortable. You know, I found this, I found we dug through her pockets at one point. When she got back from exile islands, we found like one of the clues. It was like, you know, it was a, a, uh, it's, you know, it's in a small, you know, the idols in some place, you know, in a small area near where mm-hmm. you sleep. And, and I knew that, you know, Yao made it told us to dig deep, you know, it's like, he says you have to dig deep. And I was like, and for whatever reason, it didn't even occur to me, you know, it's like, it was at the highest point. Like it's great. I, like, I had all the clues. I, I had all the clues. I just didn't have them together. It's like, yeah. you know, at the highest point, you know, near where we sleep, dig deep. And it was like, I saw all of it. I saw all of it in my brain and I screamed cause I knew exactly where the freaking island was. And I was so mad. It was a month later, you know, so that point it was mm-hmm. useless. Uh, actually, Anthony, you know who screwed you? Cassandra screwed you. Uh, because Cassandra picks Yao man. That <laughs> oh, should have yeah. been you. That should have been you. She <laughs> yeah. picks you. You go to, you go to moto. You're good. Yeah. And Yao man would have gone. And then and dreams picks. Up. Yeah. Dreams is going to pick Yao man. He'll yeah. go back to Ravu. Yeah. He goes back to Ravu. Or he could pick Lisi. Mm-hmm. Like either way, yeah. either way, it would yeah. Yeah, I think they had to pick somebody from the opposite team. So I'm not sure who, uh, yeah. who who else was uh there at that point. But um yeah, yeah that changes everything. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have gone I would have gone further. I would I would have had three more. Come on, days Cassandra, what about the alliance? <laughs> she didn't want to be obvious about it. I mean, yeah. come on, let's 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 be real. She she wanted she wanted to not be obvious about who we were and we were mm-hmm. you know i mean that was earl's problem earl's like who do i pick um i want to pick michelle you know mm-hmm. so I, it, it's yeah. honestly like and like i said i was mad because i had an entire afternoon i had an entire afternoon by myself looking for that damn idol and i just couldn't put the dig part into it, like the really actual physical yeah. dig part into it because you know and and like i say like waking up screaming a month later going oh, i know where it is like if they send me to Exile Island and be like, okay, cool, I gotta go dig and like, you know, underneath the point where right where we're sleeping, I would have found it. Almost found it. Earl knew because he was blocking for Yao Man. Because, you know, they talked and Yao Man knew where it was. We were digging up and and I know we we both told the story. Like we were making like this big water trellis collecting system. We made like aqueducts to collect rainwater. Um yeah. they got knocked over in the middle of the night. And we were part of that was we were putting up like a little wind wall and I was digging down to lean it right up against that point. Right. Up, like you watch that show, you can see like our little, little lean to but the, the bottom of it is right underneath the high point. And I dug a little bit and Earl goes, no, that's, that's deep enough. That's deep enough. And I was like, Oh, okay, sure. Now I'm like, Aah! every time, every time I would have had it, but I had the freaking idol and had three more days mm-hmm. would have sent somebody home. It wouldn't have been me. And, and they would have been like, 
you know that 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 moment with Agarda where he's like like that would have been like Mookie or Rocky going mm-hmm. huh? um would have been nice but uh mm-hmm. you know if 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 sneezes were wheezes and dreams were bleams um yeah that's a uh, <laughs> yeah so Anthony what when you, when you change and get that when you get the chance to play and have your second chance what do you do differently what have you learned from the first time you played to get down to the to make the uh, jury and then get to the end um well one uh one don't be afraid don't be afraid of the social game of standing back up to somebody all right so that was one thing that i just, I was trying really hard to watch my temper because you know believe it or not that the quiet mellow guy has a, has a temper yeah and the last thing my mom my grandma told me when i went out they're like you know they're like watch your temper and i was like okay i'll watch my temper and keeping that clamp down i clearly for some people i needed to let that come out and uh i think that's the first thing that had changed it's like the knowing that you know to to not try and play a character in my head just go ahead and be me and you know, get mad when I'm going to get mad and just let people, let people know who that is. Um, the other part is not to be afraid about being overt about secondary alliances. Cause that was, that was the thing early on. It was like, you know, I had all these loose alliances with people, you know, that we, we made. And it was like, you know, we were people who, who on like day two, day one and two, I should have just been like, okay, you and me, let's go. Let's, let's make it to the, at least make it to the merge and we'll re- revamp there. I didn't do that um, because it was very much this weird trepidation because everybody was kind of like, oh, I don't want to make alliances just yet. No, I'm still, I want to keep my options open. And there were people out there, Michelle, um, who I should have, should have uh, just straight up when I, when I saw it, I'm like, okay, you and me, and then we'll pick one other person. Then we'll just go. Um, we did that when we did that with the black Alliance, but getting split up like we did made it hard to have numbers and what I should have done, what I should have done was when I, when I had a soft Alliance and kind of like, oh, okay, you know, kind of Michelle kind of stuff. I should have just dove in. I should have been like, look, I'm cool with Michelle. I'm cool with Earl and I'm cool with JDB. Cause on the first day, first day on Ravu, I was I'm like, you know, we'll just take Rocky along and that gives us a number and just say it, just go ahead and take the chance, put myself out there to do it. Cause sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to just be like, just throw it in and and just go for it and be willing to jump ship when you need to but just you know at, at least start building that thing so that you guys have trust because i think if we'd done that I, it would have been a much different game if i had done that you know like if i had just been like hey you know you me you know you know jdb you, you and rocky are close right okay let's let's make it a thing you know i, I might not it might have been different it might have been a different thing so that's what and, I did. And Rob, let me ask him this because because I know you're going to ask him stuff too, Rob. Let me ask him this thing mm-hmm. that I'm wondering about is it is there nothing is there nothing sacred? And I ask that as far as um, with Yao Man looking through bags. Uh, I think he looked through Sylvia's bag, and then maybe I think didn't he get upset that somebody was looking through his bag for an immunity idol? Is nothing sacred? Is is that off limits or even in the game of Survivor? Um. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's the there's the personable answer that I can give you, and then there's the survivor answer I'll give you. Um, the personal answer is no. We really should respect those boundaries if if they if they are there, if they've been made. The survivor answer I'll give you is a man. If it's on the ground and I can get to it and it's out in the open, I'm going to go through it. 
Um, I mean, we, I did that. We did that with Sylvia's, you know, Sylvia left her pants out. Mm-hmm. She left her pants out and like right in the middle of camp. And we were like, let's go through her pockets. But she's like, got, she got back like, oh, you know, and she, and she went in the water and she threw her pants out. We dug in her pockets. That's where I found a, we found a, a clue that she brought back with her. Um, I mean, if you were playing that game smart and you have any kind of prep for it, because that's the thing. It's like you do everything that gives you any kind of advantage that you can possibly do. I mean, I want you guys. Okay. Next time you look at pictures of me on the Island, look at what I'm wearing. It looks like I'm wearing like some goofy thing. Those pins on my hat, which were very much part of me. That was on, that was on purpose. You know why? Cause those things had removable little, little, you know, the little pins thing going to it. I was thinking fish hooks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had fish hooks, yeah, my drawstring yeah, my yeah. Draw comes out. Right. So I'm like, you know, Look, if if what's his face can can in, can bring a, a a flag that's engineered to be a tarp, Colby, right? Yeah. If Colby, if Colby, thank you. If Colby can bring you know bring a bring a Texas flag that's you know that's actually a tarp and engineered to be a tarp, you know, as a luxury item, I can think about what I'm wearing and every piece of clothing I'm wearing is something you know like can be disposable or can be pulled out. Like I had pants that I, I had belt with drawstrings. Because those drawstrings were removable, and I made sure they were removable <laughs> before I before I submitted them, you know. And and I know they they go through your stuff, and they kind of you know they kind of when you submit. For those of you guys who don't know it, when you go on Survivor, you have to tell them what you're wearing. You have to give up your clothes, and they kind of cover up your labels and all sorts of fun things, you know, because it's commercial TV. Um, but the other thing is that like I'm sure they checked your pockets, <laughs> you know. Um, they check your pockets for for sewn in for sewn in beef jerky, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as was infamously <laughs> happened. Uh, but you know, it's like I engineered that outfit. Everything I had, I had pockets on. I had big old deep side pockets because I was like, if I find an idol, I want to have a place to stick it. You know, I want to be able to put you know uh, my glasses somewhere so that if I have to take them off for a challenge, I still have a place to put my case and you know, so I don't lose them. You know. I had a hat that had lining. So if it was a paper thing, you know, I could rip my lining out, stuff, stuff up in there. You know, everything was, I picked everything that I had on me specifically for purposes of either, you know, established me as a character because Survivor liked it or because um, I knew that every little advantage I could give to myself would be a bigger advantage. So, you know, I made friends with a bunch of the girls because that first night out there when we had to build a shelter, it rained. Well, you know, who had an extra big over over oversized extra shirt that I could loan out? I did. You know, we we're all huddled together. I'm like, you know, I was like, here, who's cold? I'm cold. Here's my shirt. You know, I was warm. I was fine because I had a, you know, I had multiple pairs of pants on. Somebody else was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm still cold. I'm like, here's a hat. You can borrow my hat. You know, and that's that's what we did. That's what I did. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not thinking about that, even in the application phase of Survivor, you're just not thinking about the game. It's all all of it, all of it. And, and that's, and that's how you can look, you can tell the hardcore people, crazy people who've actually played, you know, thinking about it from the folks who aren't thinking about it, who think, Oh, I'm going to go out there. And it's going to be fun and easy. It's like, I knowing I'm not the best swimmer in the world, you know, I got, a, I got my, 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 one of my friends basically, I'm like going, Hey, let's go swimming. He's like, why? I'm like, cause I want to go swimming. He goes like, it's, it's winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's October in Los Angeles. The water is like, you know, 60 degrees. So you want to go, let's go swimming. And so I went swimming, you know, you know, in, in really cold water. I'm like, yeah. he's like, do you want a wetsuit? I'm like, nope. I'm like, cause if I can swim here, I can swim in warm water. Um, you know, I learned how to make, build a fire. It's all the things you should be doing. You know, I, I built a fire by myself and kept it alive in my backyard for three days straight. You know, I, I, I did really dumb things with, you know, trying to 
to get myself weaned off of off of sweets. So I was a big sweet, you know, sweet guy. I stopped, you know, I stopped drinking for like a month. Just like I'm like, I'm not gonna have access to any of this stuff. You know? Yeah, I think I know the answer to this then from what everything you just said. So would you have kept the immunity necklace from Yao Man like Dreams did? Would you have promised it and then kept it? Um, if you gave me the car, I would have given him the car back. I'm like, congrats, you get the yes, car. Yes, that's what it we talked like, about, Rob. Yeah. Didn't we, Rob? Mm-hmm. Dreams. Yeah. So yeah, you'd have given like, him the car. Because I asked Dreams that. Okay, so Anthony, I asked Dreams that. I said, wouldn't it, if you had just given him the car back, then you could say, hey, you know, we're back to even. What did I don't know what Dreams said, but he's like, no, I wanted the car. I wanted the car, too. What did he <laughs> yeah. say, Rob? It get it, Dreams. Great. Yeah, get everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get everybody everything. That's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, hold it, hold it. Yes. It's <laughs> so like you, you would have given it. him the car. You would have given him the car back. I would have given him the car back, but I was playing a different different game from the dream. Yeah. You know? I was like, like, look, you're talking yeah. about a, yeah. a brother who had nothing. You know, he he'd gone from right. having nothing to have right. a little bit of stability, and he was still young. And you know that that was a, a thing that you know a young player would do. A young player would say, a young player who's never had anything would say, like, let me let me keep it, let me get it, let me get it, and then. You know, an older player, right? An older player mm-hmm. who's had been around a little bit would have known that that's a thing that that's that's a mistake, right? Yeah. As it were, right? Because that's going to come back to bite you in the butt. That's how he was playing his game. Like, he, like if that had been me in that same situation, I would have given him the car back. I'm like, sorry, dude, you get a car. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay here a little bit longer. I'm also a fan of the show, so I know the car curse is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm like, yep, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. I love this car. You know, so I love this car. I love to have this car, but man, I want a million dollars more than I want a car, right? Sorry, y'all, man. You know, have you, here's the keys. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, like Earl said, you know, I, I don't think I would have gotten myself into this situation when uh, Jeff asked him what he would do. And I, I suspect <laughs> it would be the same for you. Uh, as best as I could. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and he's absolutely right. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, I, I wouldn't end up in that situation if I were you. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's. Could we go back to uh, the 20th cast member of Survivor Fiji? I know that for so many Survivor fans. People are fascinated about the person that we didn't get to see play the game. Uh, there was a 20th cast member, Melissa, who was supposed to play. Was this a big thing that happened in like the uh, pregame where everybody you're talking about, like, you know, you, you pay attention to everybody. Oh, Liliana's putting on sunscreen. Was it a big deal of, hey, there's another woman here and now she's not here? Yeah, because, you know, there's this, you know, there's this other woman here and and it was i mean you gotta remember we were coming off of having just seen the first half of cook islands we just saw the race war right we'd all been watching it you know and so we we knew that they split you know they had a group of 20 that they split up into you know to to four groups of five right by race Mm -hmm. and we were counting you know we were like okay so you know we're like there's five black people here there are you know before we knew before we knew that um that Lisi, you know, Lisi's, you know, Hispanic, Hispanic. We were like, okay, so we got, so we got a weird number of white people here, but you know, it, it maybe somebody's, you know, you know, Latina. We don't know it, and, you know, because that happens. We were like, and we were counting. We we're like, they're they're going to split us up again. They're, they're going to totally split us up by race again, like because the numbers are here, and we were prepped for that. And I think in the back of everybody's mind, that was what was going to happen, or it was going to be like a, you must pick somebody from a different, you know, you know, like, mm-hmm. like one of each or, you know, like it was going to be some version of what they just did. Um, because I know that that was something that Burnett was interested in at the time. 
Um, cause he asked about it during the interviews, you know, like during, during the, uh, the audition process, he asked like, what do you think? What do you think about this? Um, and so when we get out there and we get on the boats when we're, you know, paddling in and, you know, they kind of, they strand you in the middle of the, they strand you in the middle of the ocean. Like they put you on the boats as they get off and paddle toward that flag. And we weren't really thinking, you know, like, but we started counting and everybody started counting and we're like, we're missing a number. You know, so the first time we could talk, we're like, there, there's not enough people here. We're supposed to have 20. We thought she was a plant. Mm-hmm. People were so paranoid. People were so paranoid. We thought that they planted somebody from casting to like spy on us and just kind of make sure we weren't you know, messing up. Like, cause when we get to the Island and we get to the beach and there's 19 of us and no Jeff, you know, for the first time and for how long there's no Jeff waiting for you to go like, welcome to survivor. You know, it's like, we don't know what to do. We're getting airdrops. We're getting all this information. And there's 19. Mm-hmm. Did somebody fall off the boat? Did, you know, did a shark eat somebody did, you know, did, like we went through all of that. And, uh, you know, I think for the longest until we found out much later that we thought she was a plant. Um, we, we thought that they literally put somebody in cause it's survivor and, you know, don't put anything, you know, over, over them, under them. Uh, it's like, we thought that they put just another person in just to kind of ramp us up for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, little did we know that later she freaked out on the docks. I mean, like I, who are we to know? I mean, like, you know, she stopped uh, what I'd heard and you guys probably know more. It's like that she stopped taking med. She was on an anxiety medication that, you know, you're allowed to take You're again, big secrets that aren't secrets for people you know who don't know. It's like, if you're on meds and you have to take meds to keep you alive, right. They let you take your meds, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you get to take your meds with you on, on, on the show. Um, because to do anything less would be stupid. Um, and I guess she was, on like i heard and and i don't want to you know be libelous or or, you know words but like the story as it were um was that she was on meds that she stopped taking and she started freaking out as we got more and more isolated Mm -hmm. because it is you know you know you get on a plane and you want a plane to another plane the plane takes you to a bus and the bus takes you to a camp and then you walk from the camp to another camp which is tiny and you're away from everything and you know and then they reverse that to even smaller things to get you out there. And what my understanding was that she basically tapped out at the docks. She tapped out at the last possible moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's, that's what I've heard. Um, but I know it's hard for everybody. Cause I mean, like um, Rocky part, part of what I didn't know at the time. And I'd find out later um, and just talking with him and listening and stuff with him. He'd stopped smoking cold Turkey. Mm-hmm. He'd been smoking up until he got on the docks. He had his last track. That uh, explains docks, a lot. Yeah. Which explains a lot, right? Yeah. And it was like something like, oh, yeah. yeah. That explains so much. And, you know, if I'd known that, I would have been like, okay, you just stopped smoking. Okay. I want to be cool about some stuff. Um, but, I mean, it's it's one of those things that's really hard for people to, to, to wrap. Survivor is scary. You know, Survivor is absolutely frightening um, once you get out there. I mean, you guys know this. Like, that moment, it becomes real. You know, when you're, when you're in the caravan going, you know, going to get mm-hmm. dropped off at a camp, or if you were on the boat where they tell you, okay, here, don't get in the water. Cause it's piranha, um, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, it's like the moment that they take the training wheels off and say, paddle that way, it gets really scary. And as you're getting closer to it, you know, and, and as you get closer to that moment where that becomes real, it's, it's it's a frightening thing. So like, I have no doubt that she tapped out once you got there. I mean, that's, I, if, if I weren't all in at that point, I would have made, may have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I 
had that reaction every time we'd go to an immunity, immunity challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just, the nerves just took over every single time because, I mean, like I said, we all want to stay another three days. And this is the time where you learn if, if you're going back to travel, depending on how you do. So, yeah, I can absolutely see, even in the game, how people, like you said, tap out. So, own your season. There's only been one person, Yao Man, that has returned. And I think he was on Fans versus Favorites. So, I know you have said you'd like to play again. Of this cast of 19 players, who would you like to see get their second chance, other than you, of course, that has that hadn't had a second chance? You know, I would love, there's actually a couple of people I'd love to see play again. Believe it or not, I'd like to see Rocky play again. Wow. Um, wow. Part, Are y'all friends? We, 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 have we y'all are. stayed in yeah. touch? We have, we have stayed in touch. He's actually one of the people that I, I've, I, I've stayed in touch with most of my cast. Um, and you know, in we're in LA, so you know it's we inevitably run into each other, and that's kind of how that happens. And and I, and I honestly like I, I tell people all the time, like I actually liked Rocky out there. I mean, it was that's part of why that was so hard when he was all you know all up in my all up in my grill because like you know there's there he's he's not a bad person. He he really isn't. And 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 I I really love at this point, fifteen years later, people stop giving him crap. It's like you know. It's a dude who had a, a way of looking at the world, who was cold turkey on of cigarettes, you know, in in an impossible situation. Well, you know, he's starving, bro. Bro, he's starving, you know, because I mean, that's that's where it's, it's kind of how we get. You know, it's like, bro, bro, I'm starving. You know, you're starving and wet and you know dehydrated, and you're with people that, for whatever reason, those little things that annoy people about, you know, that you can mm-hmm. deal with in the real world, like those little things, like maybe it's like you know. You know, he's like, you're whining all the time, bro. I was like, Anthony wasn't whining. Anthony was, you know, who is a, is what they call sweet meat in the South. They call him sweet meat, right? It's like every mosquito within a mile radius was on me. Mm-hmm. So I was probably in my sleep going, because it's just, it, you're miserable. I mean, you guys know this, like you're miserable. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, my biggest worry was like, I was worried I was going to snore to people to death. Cause like, I, you know, like, too much information, TMI, I, I snore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was my biggest fear. I was going to wake everybody up snoring. And it turns out it was Yao Man, who's a bigger snorer than I am. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. You know, you know, people knew. He's like, you know, don't tell anybody, but I snore. Like, I'll sleep over here. So Yao Man snuck in a different corner of the cave and with from everybody else because Yao Man snores. Um, you know, he snores. I apparently, you know, like scratch, scratch myself to bleeding uh, when, uh, when attacked by mass amounts of, uh, of biting insects. And, uh, you know, and, and Rocky gets really irritable. Um, who knew? I mean, it's understandable. I mean, not, not everybody can be, not everybody can be as laid back as Mr. Old Cole, you know, and not everybody can be that laid back and look at, look at all these people out here and, and know that, that, you know, he's got some players and you got some poachers and I'm going to win this whole thing. Not everybody can be that laid back and cool about it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> some of us are just like, we get wet. And we're like cats. We're just like, I want to be dry and I hate everything. And right now I just want to punch something and I can't punch anybody. You know, that's where we are. So, uh, yeah. So I want to see Rocky play again in a time where he gets to play. It'd be an interesting game because people look at Rocky and that's what they think he is. And they're going to get a different person because he's more, he's, he's grown up a lot. And he's more aware about a lot of things. And he is not the, he's not the young wild buck that he was. Um, I like to see JDB if he get a chance to, to actually get a chance to play the game. Um, there's a lady who went in to survivor with a lot of stuff going on in her life at the time already 
Um, and I, I, in many ways, and we've, we've talked about a little bit, like some ways her head wasn't all the way in the game yet. I think mm-hmm. if she'd had another three days, she probably would have been like, okay, this is real. She was still in that, that like, oh, this is just a fun adventure. And then they got real. I would love to see her get a chance to actually play. Um, most people from my tribe, like I like, I like to see Michelle get a chance to play. Mm-hmm. I think Michelle could, I think Michelle could have won. I think Michelle actually could have won. Yeah. Um, uh, and I like to see Cassandra play. I love to see Cassandra play. I love them to do a season of laid black, laid back, older black woman. <laughs> Cause we got some, we got some players and think about, think about who I'm talking about. Right. Think about like, imagine, could you imagine her and Siri, uh, Siri on the same tribe. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine them like, chilling together it would be like the most comfortable game of survivor of all time mm-hmm. like nobody would like raise their voice they would be like calm about it mm-hmm. and no matter what happened it'd be like mm, you know and then you know the, the knives would come out during tribal but you know i'd be okay i think i'd be okay with that it'd be like the least stressful game of all time um but i'd love to see i love her play i i would love yeah there's there's a bunch of people from my season i'd like to see come back again besides yeah man like don't get me wrong like mm-hmm. i'd love to see earl play I like yeah. to see Earl get to play with a bunch of other winners. I was like, I know that he, he wasn't able to do the last one because his, his wife would have killed him because he was expecting, you know, mm-hmm. right? So he, he wasn't able to do winners at war. Cause you know, it was, I know for Earl's, his timing has, has been the timing when they've come to ask him to come back has been like, Nope, getting married. Nope. About to have a kid. Nope. About to have another kid. It's like, they haven't, they haven't caught, he hasn't caught the bounce. You yet. gotta work that but out I, better. They they got to figure out how to how to time that for his life or be like okay not this season but next season we're putting you on the calendar because um, I think I, I think Earl's game would surprise a lot of people because it was such an open under the radar if that makes any sense right like he wasn't so far under the radar that nobody knew he was playing the game but he was he was upfront about the fact that he was playing and that he was playing more of a, a I'm not going to piss anybody off I'm going to watch. And I'm going to, you know, kind of rule actually be a puppet master. And I, I think people, people discount that. And I think that's part of the reason why people are coming back to watch our season are excited about our season. Um, again, uh, is because they're looking at the game from a, having another, having another, like, you know, 20 seasons being played now, you know, where people can look at what we did and knowing that, you know, Earl's game was game breaking, you know, like game breaking in a good way. Like it was, it was a whole new way of playing survivor um, to know that we had um, people who for the first time were playing idol. We were the first season that had to play idols the way that they played. Them, mm-hmm. Right. Like the yeah. whole, like you, yeah. you have to play it before the, you have to play it before the vote. Right. But they don't read, you know, they read it, you know, it's, like it was, it was such a big deal because uh, or rather, you have to play it after you know, after the vote before uh, you know uh, after the vote before votes read. That changed the game. That changed how you play idols. It's no longer get out of jail free card. You know, I mean, like when you had the oh, I got you know I got enough votes, but Jeff, I'm not going home tonight. Ha ha. That that's an easy game. That's you know that's the you know you find that idol and if you ever find that out, automatically it's another three days. You know, we're the first thing you, season you had to really think about who you're voting for in that way. Like, do they have the idol? And if you have the idol, you have to think, you know, do I want to play this? Because now might not be the time to play it. That's a whole new, like, we did that first. Mm-hmm. That's hard. You know? Yeah. We, we're the first one to do that. We were the first to to really have 
and heck, we're the only ones to have to build our, our shelters the way we did. I mean, like they've mm-hmm. done other building challenge, you know, build a cool shelter challenges, but they got to keep it. We didn't get to keep it. And the folks who won it later at the merge, they didn't get to keep it either. You know? <laughs> so, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I remember, I remember watching Pearl Islands where they had, to, you know, they had to build this, that cool shelter, right? Mm-hmm. Was that Pearl? Yeah, that was Pearl, right? Where they had to build the, build the, was that Pearl or was that, uh, uh, All Stars? It was All Stars. It was All Stars. It was All Stars. All Stars, where they had to, where they had to build, you know, the challenge was to build a shelter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that they got to keep you, it, even if it wasn't was, the best, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it makes a big difference. We didn't even get to keep ours in you know, our mm-hmm. season. So, yeah. you know, they, they were expecting to come back and like have this luxury and actually have a different game, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's me talking. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Okay. <laughs> Anthony, could you tell us, uh, would you have been able to have done the mech a? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I would have been able to do the mech a, uh, I wouldn't have been, okay, I wouldn't no. have done, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done a backflip, but yeah, man, yeah. you know, you're, you're talking to a guy who, who, you know, at the time I was like heavy clubbing, so, um, you know, uh, I miss club things that I miss about the pandemic. I miss going to clubs. Um, I wasn't necessarily doing the clubs that most people would think you're like black African confident. What clubs are you doing? I was going to soul night. Right. So I was doing like, you know, 60, 70 Northern soul. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Brit pop. Those are my, those are places I go. I when you know, new wave punk Brit pop clubs, you know, for, for, for the Brit pop nerds, like you can see me dancing to pulp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pulp and suede and like a, like a crazy person, you know, just as much as I, I, you know, throw some ska in, you put the specials on and I'm your man. And, uh, you know, people, people go like, really? It's like, yes, yes. There it's a whole black folk in these, in the clubs uh, at, at ska clubs or it's a thing just so you know, but yeah, I could, I could have the Mecca. I would have been all over the Mecca. I mean, we actually got Earl and I for a while, we were, we were, putting on our, our, our James Brown shows because mm-hmm. we were bored, you know, you're bored. You don't do, you have nothing to do. So we were doing James Brown, you know, Maceo for a little bit. And we got, we got told our production to stop because we didn't have rights to the music. Yeah. They'll <laughs> um, do that. But, yeah. but we were dancing, you know, we were just like, you know, there's a, there's a picture. If you, if you search around, you see this picture of me and, and Earl with our knees up. We, we were doing, you know, the horn mm-hmm. section. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I could have done the Mecca. I've been all over the Mecca. I've been like, okay, let's do the Mecca, and I've been like doing what they're like. You've been cool. So <laughs> okay, Anthony. So you could do the Mecca. We got that. Oh, we got that. Now, how about the immunity food challenge? Could you have done the other delicious Fijian delicacies other than what you had to do against Papa Smurf? So see that the much the much debate one so i of all the things i could have picked pigs now was actually the perfect thing pigs now if anybody's eating pigs now or pigs feet yeah. or you know stuff, right it tastes like pork chop yeah you know it's it's gristly bacon problem is it's gristly is it really okay <laughs> yes okay. it's delicious it was like eating a pork chop like i was enjoying it but the problem is you're trying to eat something fast and you know you have to savoring it yeah well no i was afterwards it was, mm-hmm. i was mad so the thing is, like at that point, we had just gotten water, mm-hmm. right? We just gotten water. Yeah, so we we're all For dehydrated. The record, can I also say uh, that was BS. That why, why couldn't they give you a flint? <laughs> Not to take you, and you had to lick the palm fronds. Uh, every other tribe. Well, you went to the tribal council. Here's your flint. Uh, for you guys, no. Oh, Rob, you have to make it yourself. That's it. So we strongly suspect 
I'm, I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. to tell some behind the scenes stuff. Um, I strongly suspect that we were supposed to have fire after that first council, mm-hmm. but Jeff told us to leave our torches and we got back in there, you know, and production was like, where are your torches? We're like, Jeff said we had to leave them. They went, okay. <laughs> like, like, Oh, we were supposed to get fire. Weren't we? But we didn't get Flint at that, you know, that first trouble. And let me tell you, it makes a big difference when you haven't yeah. had enough water. I mean, coconuts are, coconuts are fine. You can get, but it's sugar water. So, you know, you can live off of it, but that stuff dehydrates you in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it hydrates you, but it doesn't. And, you know, you're talking about a bunch of people who had dry mouth, you know? So we just gotten water. I was trying to drink water. And if go, go back and watch the cut, go back and watch, go back and watch that challenge. You can see like, because they made a point to show me like sipping water, sipping water. Cause I was trying to get water and we were all passing around and I got my mouth wet and I was holding water in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you now. So for that challenge, I was like, okay, I've got no spit. I've got to do this. I'm going to hold water in my mouth. I'm going to, I'm going to hold my water. So I got a little bit of water, so just, just enough so I could get the food mushy. So then I was going to have to drink something. Let's go, okay, I can do this. And Jeff kept asking me questions. Mm-hmm. It's like Jeff saw that I had water in my mouth and was going like, he kept making me talk. And so I kept having to swallow more and more and more. And finally, I was like, you know, like, so Anthony, what do you think about this? Can you do this? And you're ready for this? And you're this? I'm like, he's like, so no, really, you have to talk. I'm like, yes, I'm ready to go. He's like, what? And he kept making longer answers. So finally, I had to swallow. So anything that I had in my mouth was now gone. And then I get this pig snout, which one was the first real food that I had in my mouth in nine days. Mm-hmm. Right? The first non-citrus. And it was bacon, basically. And it was really good. And I took a big bite of it, which was my first mistake. I took a, I just you know, shoved half of it and bit it off. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this. And it was like, we both looked at each other. It was funny because Gary and I, again, I don't know if he told you guys, like, so we were in one of those loose, squishy alliances that I told you, you know, talked mm-hmm. about. So Gary and I, like, so we got to get to the merge. Like, I had numbers. If I got in the merge. I'm so mad about it. And I get there and I looked at Gary and Gary looked at me and we both start chewing and both of us realized that this is going to be a harder challenge than we thought it was going to be. And we started out, you know, rabbiting. It's like, you know, now it's just going, 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 going. And I couldn't, I kept biting it and chewing. And you know how food's supposed to get squishy? It wouldn't get squishy. Mm-hmm. It just kept turning into more. If you, if you imagine eating a carrot that doesn't ever get gummy, it just yeah. turns into like carrot dust. That's what I had. I had, I had pig snout dust in my mouth that I couldn't swallow because I couldn't get enough juice to get it gummy to get down. So. That's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. That's what happened. Gary had more water. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary, yeah. Gary wants to know: Do you have you eaten any more bangers and mash since y'all were out there on your trip together? <laughs> yes, bangers and mash. Um, yeah, dude. He's- that was that was our our feast uh, in the, uh, where we got sequestered. We we found a little place in uh, Sydney. We were sequestered in Sydney, uh, Australia, and we found this little place called the shark i hope it's still there where for like eight bucks eight bucks like australian you got like a beer uh you got like a, you can get a uh, like a bangers and mash and a uh, a pitcher of beer and we took turns buying for each other and we made our money stretch we'd like every third meal we go to go to this place it was great so yes yes gary yeah yeah i have i've had so much bangers and mash 
in the intervening years. And I'm proud to say uh, I think of you every time I eat bears and ash. So, yeah. Love to hear that. All right. And also, Gary was telling me about where you guys would go into different bars. Uh, this is once you were sequestered. You would go in different a bar to get one drink and then move to the next bar, have a drink, move to the next bar. Oh, yeah. We did some pub crawls. There's, if, if, let me, let me tell you, if you go to Sydney, Australia, there are some beautiful pubs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some beautiful pubs down there, and some of them are, some of them are old in Sydney. And, uh, you know, it's just, is it is a weird culture shock, especially as a, especially as a, as a, as a black man, African-American going into an Australian place. Um, and things are changing down there too, but like, there's a couple of places we went in, there were signs on the wall and they were dead serious. It's like no shirt, no shoes, no Sheila's, no abos, no service. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and, you know, black guy walks in down there and they all went like, hi. And they go, oh, you're a yank. All right. Come on in, mate. It was like, it was like the attitude completely changed. And, you know, there are places where the girls were like, we'll see you at the next bar because they had like the no Sheila sign on it. And they were serious. Like there are no girls allowed in some of those places. And um, but we went into some of those places like, yeah, you don't want to go in that one. That one. Oh, I wish you go in. And we yeah, we did some pub crawls some nights, man. And yeah, my liver is still in some ways recovering <laughs> from. from <laughs> Why was Papa Smurf evacuated anyway? Because I guess he recovered pretty quickly with the bangers and mash and doing the pup crawl honestly he still and he had them at the time he had scars he'd gotten he so where the rest of us were sleeping up at the camp he wandered down um because apparently a third of us snored and we're, we're worried about it he wandered down to the beach itself and sand ants or sand fleas he got bit so bad that he basically had a toxic reaction um where he he really you know he didn't remember leaving <laughs> you know, like he woke up, you know, like a day later in, you know, in the medical tent where they're, you know, feeding them, uh, mm-hmm. feeding them water and some other stuff. And he's like, I don't remember. And so, uh, yeah, he pretty much, best I can figure out, got, you know, got toxic shock from, from all the, all the bug bites. Wow. Anthony, I'm so, it's, it's really neat to hear talking to, uh, your castmates and y'all also are still close even what 14 years later um earl cole wanted me to tell you he said tell my brother numsy that i love zombies too <laughs> yes my he little, said I you love, understand exactly what that is so oh i know exactly what that and is then, pavilion 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 earl if you're listening pavilion 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 what and and people who get that they'll they'll know that yeah we, we met at the pavilion but the numsy we're moving yes i i know yeah <laughs> that's um and then we we are, we, we, are, we are Eddie Murphy we got, And we got a message from Rita. I know y'all were, I think I mis- mentioned in the intro, part of the uh, special seven. And um, do you have that, Rob, the message yes. from? Here you go. Here's a special message for Anthony. Salut, mon cher Anthony. C'est Rita. Je t'envoie un très fort embrasse. So, everyone, that's a little or big surprise for all of you listening. Anthony actually understands and speaks a little French. So he was also, besides being my Ravu uh, partner in crime, at least until my very end, I tried, Anthony, I tried to convince you to please, please stay with me, stay in our alliance. But you know what? More important than that alliance, we did stay in an alliance for life as really, really the closest of friends. 
as you can see. And that's why I will always take a moment out of my day to, uh, to share with everyone, uh, how much I sincerely love this man, how grateful I am to God for putting him on, in my tribe, uh, not just on Ravu, but in my tribe to form an alliance for life. So everyone out there listening, Anthony Robinson is really a great, great man, a great friend, and he's also a great father for all of you who might not know that. All right. Well, Anthony, je te laisse de nouveau. Je t'embrasse et merci. Uh, Teresa, thank you so much. And Rob for uh, bringing me on for a few minutes. I hope to get a chance to be on your show at some point in the near future, whenever that's meant to be. Signing off for now, but not getting voted off for now. Lip Gloss Rita from Survivor Fiji. Love you all. Muchos besos y abrazos. Que Dios me los bendiga. Hasta pronto. Okay. Ah, ah oui, c'est vrai. C'est mon cher, c'est mon chéri. Elle est, elle est très sympa. Elle est très sympa. Très gentille. Et euh, j'ai oublié tout mon français. C'est vrai. Nous, 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 parl nous parlions le français euh, avec, euh, avec les deux. Et, euh, and, and yeah, I, I do speak a little bit of French. We, we, we figured that out pretty early on out there. And uh, unfortunately, our, our French wasn't strong enough to actually use that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the way the balances work. But I was going to keep that in my back pocket if it came out to like a, 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 a tribal where it was like, who we need to vote out? I knew it's like if 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 Rita it was still out there with us, it was gonna be like okay, who are we going now? You know, qui no, 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 it would have been we would have mm -hmm. been working that out. But yeah, uh, yeah, we're Rita and I are still friends. Uh, she came out here. We keep like I said, we for the most part we've for all of us our season have kept on and off touch with each other. Um, if, if nothing else, through social media. Uh, some of us have been a lot closer than others and some of us, you know, kind of go in and out of our, each other's lives. But, uh, yeah, no, Rita, Rita and I, uh, you know, cause we were the, we were the, the older kids as it were, mm -hmm. you know, um, we were, we weren't, we weren't the old kids, but we weren't, you know, the, the youngins and we were, you know, the, we were the, the, the middle, the middle, early middle agers, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Cause I was, you know, 32 or he was 30. Rita does not look as old as she was out there. Seriously. Rita, she still looks like she's 28. It's it's like she's got great genes. Yep. Um, yep. And you know yeah, she was Rita like thirty eight. Yeah. Yes. She's still she was, she's beautiful. Fourteen years later, she's still gorgeous. And and yeah, and you you know she was thirty eight, and you're like, wait, she was thirty eight? No way. Um, you know it's funny because like you put pictures of her and her now, you know, college age daughter, uh, um, next to each other, and I'm like, well, that was your baby who painted your toenails. She's like, right? <laughs> like they look like sisters. They really, they really do look like sisters. And you know, Rita, Rita's got great genes. I'm jealous because you know, Rob can see this. Uh, I'm gray and wrinkly now. Um, and uh, it's it's just funny because uh, yeah, we we do keep in we keep in contact, and I try and keep a track of her career. And as she's moved around, and uh, she's had one of the better success stories for Survivor. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It's a lot of us call each other on our birthday, so it's kind of it's kind of fantastic, you know. Um, yeah, that that was a lovely message. I'm really really super happy to have heard that one. That's 
That makes me happy. Thank you. And then I've got one more clip for you. Uh, This is from one of our podcasters, Aaron Robertson, from the panel the other night, talking about the impact that you had on him personally watching you on the show. And also to briefly touch on Anthony, Anthony, I do want to say to you, if you are listening to this, Anthony, you are an inspiration to me. You are that you were somebody that it was the maybe the closest to ever seeing me on a show like this. Um, you know, seeing a, a fellow black nerd on television, it was so inspiring to see. And I, I cannot thank you enough for being a, unapologetically yourself. And we'll talk about your your accounts when we get to it. But just wanted to say that to you, uh, somebody who has a very similar name to mine. We're both um, ARs, Robertson. They often tell me, confuse my last name with Robertson anyway. So I feel like we're practically family at this point. But yes, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> you're Yeah. yeah. Um, so oh. that, yeah, he was, uh, you know, uh, very excited nice. to get to talk about you. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. See, see, this is again, Fantastic. it's a different world. Like I never got to hear this stuff from people. You know, yeah. I just got, you know, I got, it's funny because my friends who are really all about, they were excited. So many of my friends just stopped watching after I got voted off. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, you gotta keep watching. They're like, no, I can't watch it anymore. You're, you're not, you're like, you're not there. And it's like, it sucks how you got voted off. I'm like, no, but my story's not over yet. You have to come back. because It's ripples. Um, mm-hmm. But to know that there were other It's nice to know that that there were other black folk watching, yeah, who got something out of that because you know I was so removed from. There was a point where I got removed from it where I just stopped, like I couldn't read any reactions, I couldn't read anymore because I was getting so much. Just there were so many people who were like, yeah, Rocky was right. Yeah, you sucked. And yeah, you were a weak player. And yeah, you were the, it was like, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's funny because like I didn't hear from the black, it's like I didn't hear from most of the black community. So like I had no, like everything I was hearing were from, you know, Midwestern white guys, you know, <laughs> who were just like, who were, who were being bored or mean mm-hmm. and, and that, I wish I had heard that kind of stuff 15 years ago. Yeah. I wish I'd heard that 15 years ago. Cause it would have been, it would have been for a different time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, this. you've, you've, you've said in enough of these, you guys have said, both of you guys have said enough of the podcast where, where it's like, and people don't realize that, that you really are the surrogate for the entire black community. Every time you go on one of these shows and people don't understand that you, you play the game that way, mm-hmm. knowing that, Everything you do is going to be a judgment on the entire black community and how you do. So, you know, black nerdy guy from Compton, who's got a slight temper, but has a long, you know, long fuse about it has to be chill, you know, because everybody's expecting like the Compton, like even Bob dog was like, man, I expected his brother come out with some cutoff shorts and like some kicks and like to be all like mad, but like, you know, then I got this nerdy guy and I didn't even expect that, you know, that's, that's what people will think. You know, they hear Compton and they, they have this one picture of what a, a kid from Compton should be. And I got that from even some, some black reporters. Mm-hmm. You know, I got that crap from black reporters. They're like, well, you know, I had one, I, I literally looked at the person who was running, you know, they do the, the after show uh, thing. This woman was like, well, I don't know where Compton are you from. I ain't never seen nobody in Compton accident. Like, where you live, you ain't from Compton. And this woman gave me so much shit in this interview. She wouldn't let me answer her questions. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to be like, you know, like, you were sorry excuse for a black man on the show. 
And, but that was like the only black reporter I talked to. And thank you for sharing that, Anthony. Anthony, thank you for coming on with us today. Oh, it's thanks been a for pleasure having me. talking to you. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I, I'm learning all about you from just this last couple of weeks and then watching, uh, listen to Rob's um, replay with uh, A.A. A. A. Robertson and at Classic, Classically Gia. And <laughs> I got to learn more about your season because, you know, it has been 14 years. So it was great to catch up with your season all the different players, and to catch up with you today. Thank you so much. I, I got to say this one thing that Rocky, um, I know he gave you a, a, a challenging time out there, but he said something about you that um, I don't know if it was meant to be a dig. I think he said something about you're all sensitive and sentimental. What a what beautiful characteristics those are, because I've seen thank that you. in you today. I have. I've seen it today, and it, it's beautiful. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for inviting me. Um, I'm, but you know, I can talk for like years as you can tell. Um, but thank you guys for having me uh, on here. I'm, I'm really glad to, to kind of go down this little bit of memory lane and just go all over the place with you guys. It's been fun. It's been mm-hmm. cool. Anthony, uh, thank you so much that, uh, I hope you know that for a long time I've wanted to get you on the podcast and I'm glad we were able to finally work it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad to I know yeah, we've been talking about been talking about this for years, literally mm-hmm. for years. Um and I'm and I hope to, I hope your audience enjoys me. Uh cuz you know, I'm I'm not the funniest, I'm not the worst. I'm right there in the middle. I'm proud to be that I'm proud to be number 28 in the middle right there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh but uh thank you guys for having me and uh hopefully, you know, we can do this again and uh you know, if you guys want to have me back on, uh, I'd love to come back. You know? All right. Cool. We can talk about all sorts of stuff. Where can people uh, keep up with you, Anthony? Um, if you want to follow me, don't necessarily expect to follow back. And sometimes I'm really quiet on social media. Sometimes I'm loud. You can find me as Antonius Rex. Antonius Rex on Instagram. You can find me there on Twitter as well. Um, I also occasionally uh, will pop in on the podcast for No Proscenium. Uh, you can find some writings from me, uh, both sentimental and not reviewing some shows here and there on NoProscenium.com. Uh, and, uh, I am uh, on the airwaves here and there and everywhere. So, uh, feel free to, to look me up, shout out, say hi, just be respectful and I'll be kind back to you as best as I can. Okay, cool. Anthony, uh, thank you so much. Thank you guys. I appreciate it, Rob. Thank you, T-Bert, Teresa, Rob, you guys are thank wonderful you. people. Thank you, Anthony. Have a great weekend, Anthony. Thank you, you too. Happy Easter, because Easter and Passover Happy and everything Easter. else. Yes. Happy Easter, Anthony. Thank right. you. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. All right, T-Bird. Uh, there you have it. I just want to say that our conversation with Anthony was sponsored by our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it could be hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too. Because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right. T-Bird, uh, another good one. You did it. Anthony Robinson, Fiji. Yes. Yeah, that that's who good. we talked to. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know, but I didn't get to do my bell at the end because I didn't do the bell, but there it was. Kind there of it was. Did it, but anyway, so I, I didn't know he had never been on RHAP before, so that's a special extra yeah. bonus. Yeah, for a long time I wanted that. I have a, a mutual friend and uh, for years that I've been uh, connected with Anthony, but I never got him to be on the podcast. 
perfect timing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's it's there such a treat for me to 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 learn and to, to learn about their past, what they've done before Survivor and after Survivor. It's it's a lot of lot of fun. T Bert, uh, and what's coming up for you? Besides your promo. Okay, well, uh okay, besides the promo. So planted some plants this week and then of course my girlfriend says you never plant anything till after Easter. After Easter. It's a late Easter. So it's April. Basically, yeah. Yeah, but Easter's Sunday. And so it, it seems like every year I do it a few days ahead of time thinking, oh, it's going to be fine. So let's see. Tonight, I guess I'll be covering all the plants that I planted this week because we're supposed to have freezing mm-hmm. weather tonight. So that's going to be on on the, uh, the next day or so to do that. And that's about it. Okay. All right. What about with you? T-Bird, uh, just got all these podcasts going on. Of course, we had the uh, 28th best season of Survivor, Survivor Fiji last week. The 27th best season of Survivor is coming your way here on Wednesday. Plus, everything with Big Brother Canada. I'll be wrapping up 90 Day Fiance, Tough as Nails, uh, and much more. And of course, uh, chatting with the patrons of Rob as a Podcast. Of course, it's the start of a new month. Great time to get involved with everything we have going on for the patrons of Rob Has a Podcast. And this month, we just started doing a new patron orientation. I'll be live with the newest members of RHAP on the last Tuesday in April. So be on the lookout for that and all of our patron activities at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. All right, T-Bird? Yes, I see you're doing meet and greets now. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It's a great way to say hello to all of Very the cool. new members, explain it all is. the benefits and any other questions that people have. Uh, and basically, uh, just get the chance to say hi to a bunch of new faces. Yeah, that's a great idea. All right, T-Bird. Would the, would the first lady of podcasting be on the meet and greets? Oh, okay. Well, I can't uh, sp- speak for her, but maybe we can get her to pop her head in at least. That's right. Yeah. Special appearance by. Special appearance by. All right. The mood hits. All right, T Bird. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, until next time, take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. If you stay here and listen, your life won't ever. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy? Bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance, and it's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.